Carolina, you're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cullen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Welcome to My Fellow Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, guys, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. What a blessing, a mitzvah, if you will, that you are able to spend this time tonight with me, Spike Cohen, and my special guest. Uh, if you're watching this on uh, Facebook, on live, uh, please uh, share it and uh, comment with any questions uh, or opinions that you have for me and my guest. And we will tell you if you are right or wrong, or even just comment to say hi. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, press subscribe and then hit the bell. It's important that you hit the bell. Subscribing means nothing anymore. You have to hit the bell. If you just subscribe, you're going to miss us. You have to hit the bell. Uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, uh, be sure to press the follow button so that you uh, don't miss anything from us. Uh, go on to Twitter and follow us there. Uh, go on Instagram and slide up in our DMs. I still don't know what that means. I'm going to find out what that means, um, but I know it's important that you slide up in our DMs, and we have a DMs person who, when you slide into our DMs, they will be there to make sure that uh, that they're taking care of your DM sliding. Uh, thanks again to uh, Muddied Waters Media for giving me this opportunity to uh, uh, to uh, be in front of you every single week. And uh, thank you, as always, for the water that I drink on this and every episode of My Fellow Americans. Delicious Kroger-flavored, purified drinking water. It is reverse osmosis. It is water that has gone through an osmosis 
in reverse. Thank you again to Kroger. My music, the intro music and the outro music that I have for this, and so far every episode of My Fellow Americans is from my good friend Joe Davi, J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Uh, Go on his Bandcamp, buy all of his music. Buy all of Joe Davi's music on on Bandcamp. Um, As always, shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him. Um, I am so excited about my guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I have fought hard for over a month to get this man uh, on my show because he is in such high demand that I I, I had difficulty uh, lining him up. So I'm really happy to have him on. Uh, My guest tonight is an ordained minister. He is a self-described black nationalist, and he is the founder of The Complete Gentleman, The Real G-Code. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my show the illustrious Mr. Taman Pearson. Welcome I to my show. I truly have to say, I've cool. never heard an introduction that way. That's, I'm good. I, my intros that's, are amazing, right? That's, I, I, was, I was tempted to look over my shoulder to see <laughs> who he was talking about. When like, he had me come on, I have an, I, I appreciate that. Hey, absolutely. Hey, thank you. I'm so I'm so happy to have you on my show. Um, I'm trying to get as many different uh, uh, opinions on my show, and uh, so that I'm not pigeonholed as sort of this, you know, libertarian uh, constantly inter- interviewing other libertarians who think exactly like me. And so I, I'm really, really happy to have you on. You're uh, one of my favorite people online. Uh, I always, uh, even when I disagree with you, I'm always. I love how you come to your conclusions and and. Uh, and uh, your opinion is always, uh, I, I, I like to say, you're an iconoclast just like me. Like you, you seem to, you know, you, you form your opinions uh, uh, based entirely on just your own uh, 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 processing of, of, of the facts. And so I really appreciate uh, having you on my show. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you having me. That uh, We've been trying to do this, like you said, for, it's been more than a month. It's been over we've a been month. Yeah, it's been over a month. For, yeah for a while and one of the reasons why i took the day off today was because i wanted to be able to do this show i am so i am honored i am honored my friend thank you it's not the only reason but it's one of the (laughs) it is one of it is one of it is one of the what i say top five reasons at least yeah it's just top three oh i'll see definitely if i'm I'm one of your top three reasons that means a lot to me i i can't tell you uh how much that means so so thank you again um, first of all, whenever I have someone on, on my show, um, I ask them kind of about their how they would describe their political beliefs. Like I said, most of them were libertarian, so I, I, I'm able to say, well, how, how are you? But when I first met you, uh, you were kind of uh, – you were where I was. You were sort of a conservative Tea Party or Republican. Um, I, I really was. How, yeah. how, how would you describe your political beliefs today, this very moment? Today at this very moment, I like <laughs> to call myself what I call – a political pragmatist. Okay. I will support who at whichever party is doing the most, specifically for black people, then for Christians, then for Americans, and not really even in that order, but who's ever doing the most or the best for my, that people at that moment, right? at that cycle. I do not believe in an absolute loyalty to either party. Okay. And that kind of stems from my from my upbringing. That kind of stems from my from my time that I spent as a what I call a right wing conservative. I I like to tell people that I've I've had the luxury of hearing all three sides of the triangle. I was raised by a libertarian, by a card carrying Ayn Rand libertarian. Nice. Both of them. 
<laughs> card carrying. I would say card carrying Clark voting in eighty Libertarian. That's the first <laughs> political poster I ever remember seeing. It was in the House. It said Clark for president. I think mm. that was nineteen eighty. I was ten. Right. Um. I was raised in the public school system, so I'm pretty aware of what the left wing view is. <laughs> public schools, right? And and I went from being my first election. I voted Libertarian. I can't remember the guy's name. I've been trying to remember him. He's ninety two. I have to go back and look. Yeah, I'll have but, to look that up. Um, yeah, I, I, I know 88 was Ron was Ron Paul, but I'm not sure. Ron Paul was 88? Yeah, I believe I just so. I just missed him. That's crazy. Cuz 92 it was not Ron Paul. That, and that was my first election. Um okay. 96. I was I was an independent when I became a Christian in 95. I was independent but I moved further to the right. My father, who is still a libertarian, found it so amusing that his son my father was atheist at the time when i was oh, wow. being raised now he considers himself um i call him a neo-deist at this time <laughs> he he believes in god he believes he does not believe in no god but he believes that he is sovereign over his own life okay and his over and his own reason and so he finds it amusing that his that his son was a was a right-wing conservative christian conservative yeah Christ, right-wing christian conservative who now majority. became a licensed minister and he's he's just tickled pink by it <laughs> he, he's he's proud as punch but it's it's the, we've had amazing conversations oh i'm sure and i'm I, sure and i still have a, a, a vow to him that i have to read atlas shrug before i die and i keep putting it off it's quite a read I, it's 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 not a it's not something you flip through on the you know in a, in a lobby waiting for the dentist or something it's it's no he's he's been trying to make me read atlas shrug since i was six okay. and <laughs> we kept getting around it you know and so, so then he was gonna make me read the fountainhead instead but he didn't make me read that either so maybe get we'll like, see I, maybe get the audiobook so that you can you can fit it in between i do a lot of audiobooks for when i'm driving and stuff like that because it's it's tough now especially in the internet age we're so used to you know you just if you want to do something you just pick it up the idea of grabbing like an right. actual book and sitting in the same spot and and you know reading it or whatever it's it's kind of it's daunting in this age right i mean i have a kindle and still haven't gotten around cuz <laughs> you know it's like i could just order them both on kindle and i could show here dad look i got them both right and right right I haven't done either one, but I th- I'm going to do that for him. So Yeah, well, do it so, for me, for me too. Mostly for your father, but uh, and, Atlas Shrugged is, is quite a read. Um, like I said, I have, I have become the digester of audiobooks, uh, not because I don't like reading, but just because it's it's tough to, to get it in and, and, and be able to still do everything else I have to do that day. So I, I find like I get my reading in while I drive. And they, they don't encourage you to read a hardcover while you're driving so it is not to be it, encouraged it's not I legal. Do remember that it's not legal either and we on, on my fellow americans we never we never advocate for anything illegal um of course so what would you say so you know i've i've watched it i've i saw the the move from uh tea party conservative to, to where you are now what would you say are the things that kind of triggered you from from you know being a a an all-in uh conservative you know republican to to, to where you are now you know, one of the funny things about that, and that's, that's an excellent question. One of the funny things about that is I had this impression after listening to who was my idol, Dennis Prager. Okay. After listening to Dennis Prager and listening to Michael Medved and listening to Hugh Hewitt and listening to the rationale 
by how they came to their conclusions. I was of the impression that the majority of conservatives, this is how they thought. <laughs> I've, I've never been a Rush Limbaugh conservative. Right, I never right. liked Sean Hannity. I, I gave Michael Savage about a month until I realized that he was. Yeah, he's. It, it's funny, though. Somewhere around the election of Barack Obama, I began seeing that Michael Savage is actually closer to the truth of how a lot of conservatives are than Dennis Prager was. Right. There was a lot of, and I would argue with people saying, why are you arguing like a liberal? <laughs> it's like you're arguing like they argue. You're being emotional. You're being shrill. You're, right. you're making slander. You're, you're doing all of the things that you swear they don't do. And what happened that, that eventually pushed me away is I watched as Obama was in and Romney was running. Right. And I watched the, the I listened to the racial things that were said about Obama from conservatives. Right. And I listened to a lot of the shrillness and the anger. And then I realized how few of them held to the principles that they actually claimed that they held to. Right. When it meant winning, there was there was a, a guy who came once. I was a, a member of a of a group that was called the. It went from being called the South Central Republican Club to being the Southern California Republican Club. Mm -hmm. And a man came and spoke to our group, and he said, "You Republicans could always win if you just stop being so principled." <laughs> like, like because if, the, if you just then it matters if you win or not if you have no principles, of course. Right, and I was like, and these these were little. I'm, I'm a big fan of Stephen King. And in one of his books, he was saying he was talking about how a boy's mind was poisoned and how you just drop in one rock at a time. But right. I don't think mine was poisoned. I think my water was sweetened by hearing these little nuggets, dropping them in and allowing me to see that this side essentially argues and thinks just like this side. Right, this one right, just right. wants lower taxes. And so sometimes, I was done. sometimes they want to lower taxes, call it a tariff, yeah. call it a tariff. And now they love it. So, I mean, it's, it's really how right. it gets branded. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for small government and lower taxes, except for tariffs. That, I'm like, huh? <laughs> and, and so are, are you for lower taxes or not? Right. For and, smaller tariffs? Are you, it, which one is it? It, is, it, 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 it seems to go according to whatever people feel at the time right like right. it's not about it, it's kind of like what they say about sports is not how you play the game is whether you win or lose if they're being honest and that's how they're playing which concedes We're the, losing which concedes the fact that they're all doing the same thing in football you know they may have different strategies of how to play the game right but they're still playing the same game so no one whether, ever wins uh the super bowl by playing golf or by playing Never. baseball. They're all Never. playing football. And so you root for your home team or the team of the home that you came from or the team you like because you like a certain player or, or, you know, there are a lot of people that wherever, you know, you're going to have a, new, a lot of new Lake. You're in L.A. You're going to have a lot of new Laker fans because of LeBron. You're going to have a lot and of a new, lot of new Laker haters. I was going to say and a lot of new Laker haters, too. So, uh, you know, but for whatever reason, they root for certain teams or certain players. But yes. it's not they don't go well they're playing a totally different game so when when you can see when you say 
well, I don't care what the policies are. I just want the Republican. I want my team to win. You're conceding that it really doesn't matter which side wins. You just have a preference. Nothing's going to change in terms of what's actually happening, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. Um, and and that, that, was a, that was a big eye opener to me, too, as well. It, it's funny because that's exactly if you've ever been in a sports group and I am a huge, as you pointed out, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a huge right. NBA fan. I was a huge NFL fan. I'm not so much anymore. Baseball was kind of my first love, but I kind of drifted away from that because it's really boring now. <laughs> but if, if you've ever been in a sports group, I swear to you, they argue the same way about Golden State versus Cleveland yep. and they, as they do with Democrats against Republicans. Yep. Yep. They'll, they'll, they'll end up, oh, it don't make a difference what you do because we're going to win this November. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> what are and you es- doing? And especially, I just, to- I just today saw a post that I had posted on this day in 2012 where I was breaking it down how Romney was going to win and why the polls are garbage <laughs> And and I and so I just wrote like oops lol or whatever on it because I just think it's oops. Fun. yeah I was like oops uh, you know My bad. I'm like yeah you know because I'm like I missed I, that and I, I I changed yeah you know I missed I'm my I'm great at predicting how policy is going to go because I just take the most um, cynical view possible and it happens every time I'm like they're going to yep. screw you and they do but when it comes to who's going to win an election I have one of the lowest batting percentages out there i thought that uh, and let me see in my in my life like i said i've cast a vote every election no i missed one but i but yeah since 92 i have never voted for the winning candidate oh so, so i voted in 04 for bush so i did win the one see, time i was gonna vote for bush that day and i was i was driving for la county at that time and okay. I didn't know you could do a provisional ballot. Oh, so oh, okay. I got finished after like, I'm like, eh, I missed the election. He was going to win anyway. Your vote was surprised. Well, and you're in California. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it didn't matter. Anyway. In California. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make a difference. Right, 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 right. No, um, I voted for Johnson in this past one. I voted for Romney in 12. Mm-hmm. I voted for McCain in 08. I voted, I missed 04. I voted... Um, Howard Phillips in 2000. Right. And and I looked uh, it up in 92. The guy was uh, Andre Moreau. That's him. Andre Moreau. That's Andre him. Moreau. Yes. That's him. Good That's the guy Andre I voted Moreau. for in 92. Yes. God bless you, Andre. Wherever God bless you, are. you, Andre, wherever you are. With, with all of your one point. Did he get one and a half percent of the vote? Oh, let me see. Does it um, say? I just saw. I, just, I was proud that I found out. He got 0.28 percent, 291,000 votes. Which, if you think about it, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. I'm it's, good with it, that. Yeah, it's 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 not a lot when you compare it to 325 million. But it no, is, it's, no, it's, not it's, at you all. Know what? I, I haven't gotten 291,000 votes, and that and... would be almost 300,000 people who were saying a pox on both your houses, as I say on my posts all the time. Well, exactly. And when you and, compare that, I say in every election, none of the above wins because the majority of eligible voters don't vote. Um, and, and so to me, what that means is, you know, that's the real win is people going, I don't care who wins. Like, I, I don't think any of these people are any good and they all suck and I hate them. So when you compare, you know, if you take 
all the third party votes, all the Green Party votes, the Libertarian Party votes, the PSA mm -hmm. votes, the whatever, all the Constitution Party, all these other votes, the people right. that write in votes and the people that stay home, you know, uh, the vast majority of people said I didn't in this last election are like, I don't care. Hillary and Trump are both terrible. I don't I don't I don't care who wins. I, I'm not a you know, these people both suck. So, you there know, that, is, that, that, that's who there wins. is this famous cartoon. And I, I was trying to cheat and put the episode on my page, but I guess, you know, <sighs> copyright life rights and all. <laughs> right. There's a um there was an episode of South Park mm. where they had a they had an election. They oh, yeah. had to change the schools like you remember the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They had to they had to change the name of the school's mascot. And they they asked the kids which name they wanted. And the two that were at the top were the giant douche or the turd sandwich right right right. and so everyone had to vote and stan said no i'm not voting for either one i refuse right. to vote i refuse to cast my vote for either a giant douche or a turd, or a turd sandwich. sandwich and they said right. well you're you're throwing your vote away no i'm no, not throwing no. my vote away I, I would be throwing my vote away to vote for either one of those um, right one of the interesting things about the conservatives and republicans in general there are kind of two main strains and, and you know this but I'm, I'm more more for my viewers benefit you've right. got your sort of where you were the the ideological philosophy-based constitutionalist conservatives these are the ones yes. that that are often as critical of trump at, or, or or other republican politicians as they are of you know of a democrat because theirs is based on a, a philosophical founding of of you know small government uh you know limited you know minarchist government uh, you know in many ways they, they're similar to a lot of minarchist libertarians in that they in that you know it's very philosophy driven and, and the things that they want the other and much larger part of the republican party and the and and and, and even the conservative movement at this point is sort of the right-wing populist Dixiecrats who, you know, when we talk about the Southern shift, uh, the Southern strategy or whatever that happened in the, in the uh -huh. late 60s and 70s where an increasing number of, of former Democrat voters who used to vote for the segregationist, you know, when the Republicans talk about, uh, you know, it was the Democrats that, you know, fought for slavery and it was the Democrats that's, and that's all historically true. And it was the Democrats yes. that fought for segregation and all of that. Yes. What, what happened was that when all of that failed, it, going into the 60s and 70s, um, uh, Republicans saw that there was an, a massive voting block of people who were not being represented by either party, which were uh, basically, for the most part, uh, uh, working class uh, uh, middle and, and lower middle income white people who, you know, wanted, who had this sort of uh, uh, sense of their, you know, white America and their way of living declining and they, and they exploited that. And so these are not constitutional. And, and that's how Trump got elected. Trump, you know, talked about, you know, increasing social security. He talked about increasing right. Medicare. He was not in any way a conservative and he was constantly blasting conservatives. Uh, you know, Trump is routinely talks about types of gun control that he likes. This is not a, a man that makes uh, 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 true conservatives happy, um, but he makes Republicans happy. He makes the majority of who are not conservatives happy. And this this is contributory to my further alienation from the GOP. Right. Because I have I have watched people who claim to be constitutional conservatives. Right. Including one of the people who I admire more than almost any man on the planet. I watched Dennis Prager in, embrace Donald Trump right. as this credible 
as credible alternative to Hillary Clinton. Right, right. And I'm and I'm going. This is this. This is arguably the same person. This one is has a dress on. Yep, yep. They're they're this. And then I also I say this to other people, and I'm sure you're aware of this too. Mm-hmm. Like you guys know that there's been one conservative president since World War II, right? Yep. Like you you always hear this right wing conservative you. You know Trump's not a conservative, not right? You know, you know Bush wasn't a conservative. Neither Bush was a conservative, right? Right. You know Nixon and and Ford weren't conservatives, right? right? Yep. Like I can go all the way. You have to go back to Coolidge to get a Republican conservative. And that was like the, Goldwater I, lost. I, I think you meant World War One. We haven't had a post-World War II conservative president. Like, Coolidge was the last, what you could truly right. call a small government conservative. Right. That's the last one. Yeah. If I remember right, part of the reason why they wrote the When the Levee Breaks song, mm-hmm. great song, Zeppelin, yep. and covered by other people, it was because when the levee broke, the, they weren't going to put up, if it was the one I'm thinking, the Mississippi flood, is that 32 or 28? Well, there wasn't funding. And if I remember right, they were like, we're not, there were people who weren't going to fund. It's not a federal, it was not considered a federal role. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, hey, hands are off of that. It might've been Hoover. It might've been Hoover who didn't do it. And that was part of the reason why Hoover ends up losing because he kept his hands off the economy as the depression was happening. Right. And um, you know, Roosevelt gives this impression that I'm going to come in and I'm going to change everything and I won't have my hands off. And he gets elected and the economy stays the exact same way, basically, <laughs> until World War Two. Because and in, and in fact, was made was was deepened and made worse by, you know, central planning yes. of, of yes. the, the one thing that was keeping certain industries afloat, which was, you know, the dynamic nature of the free market, uh, despite what had been done by the Federal Reserve to create the boom bust economy that led to the depression in the first place. Now you have someone right. that comes in and is like, no, I'm going to do that with everything. And, 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 and it took, you know, this sort of uh, uh, Keynesian, uh, you know, overspending of the World War yes. II to create and, and in doing so created an entirely new form of American economy, one that wasn't market based, but was essentially or if not a centrally planned economy, a command based economy. I've never understood that. Yeah. I've I've and I've read I've, I've, I'm not going to call myself an economics, you know, person. Economics isn't my strongest of strong points, but I've. I've looked at the comparison. I still don't understand how when you are running out of money, you spend more money in order to keep it. I, it's like my wife telling me, we don't have any money, so I'm going to go borrow some you money borrow and, and spend, spend more money on to the enliven that, our... On the things to, that we spent to get broke in the right. first place. Right, yeah. The answer is for us to buy $3,000 worth of groceries. And then... I don't understand. How does that work? Well, it would be I, easier if you two had the legal ability to take a gun out and go to all your neighbors and say, give me your money. That would make that would make that uh, you'd still fail. But at it least. Would, <laughs> it would, <laughs> at least. Now, at least I'm not coming out of my pocket. That's right. that's that's why the mafia can stay in business. That's how protection no matter what work. Right. Exactly. That's why, that's why organized crime is recession proof. <laughs> They're taking your money. Be careful. You're starting to sound like a like an anarcho capitalist like me. Sorry. I, and that's your fault. <laughs> that's your fault. Because I've looked at some of these things and gone, 
Yeah, we really don't need government for that. We really don't need government for that. It is my life. Like, I hope you don't. I hope we don't talk about illegal immigration. My my view is way different on that than it has been. So, kind of hoping we'll go back to the Lakers or something. Yeah, we talk about more safe subject. No, it is my life yeah. goal. You know, you you were probably in my top. I'd say five or ten people that I like following on 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 social media, and it is my life goal. I have these people that it's my you know one of my life goals to turn all of you slowly into anarcho capitalists, but like <laughs> but like in a like a, in a frog in the boiling water way, where one day you wake See, up and you're like, gonna, you wake he's up, he's gonna turn it up, risk. Yeah. Oh my god! Like one I'm day you wake up and you're capitalist. like, oh no, oh crap. It's- it's happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. Quick, it's pass the laws. Happened. It's too late. Pass something. <laughs> exactly. Make, make the government bigger. Quick. Exactly. Yeah. Quick. Someone vote for for uh, uh, Casio Cortez. Um, right. But um. So you are you are you describe yourself as a black nationalist, and that yes. is such a um. There's so much preconception as to what that means for yes. people. People hear black nationalists and they immediately think that I am either I am I am you the equivalent people. of David Duke. The black yeah, the black David Duke, right, exactly. Yeah, because because that's what they think. and so um and, and and um if only because I can't imagine David Duke would go on to a, a black man show, we already know that you're not the David Duke, even before you've said anything else. I just want you in your own words to describe what black nationalism means to you because it is such a low i mean someone can call themselves a black nationalist and and you know that that's could mean a completely different thing to them so when you say you're a black nationalist what does that mean to you well i say black nationalist it means i'm speaking to the needs of black people um let me let me clarify on a lot of things i don't consider myself to be african-american I just did a post about this recently. I consider myself black. The the bl- black that I use is a racial and ethical ethnical description. Okay. So eth- um, my, my ethnicity is black. Right. My race is also black, and I use that to describe what I am here in America. You would have to go back, maybe eleven or twelve generations for me to call me African, right. which means. My my quote unquote African DNA would be somewhere in the vicinity of uh, what a quarter of one percent. My my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents. I'd have to go back to like my seventh or eighth to get to who came here. Right. So in that sense, my my culture has been here. Right. My my entertainment is here. My history is here. Right. My language is here. Right. All of my things that make up what an ethnicity and a culture and a heritage would be are right. here. Now, because I because they the people who are black who have been here have been historically disenfranchised mm-hmm. because of the time of slavery and because of the era of white supremacy between the ending of the of Reconstruction and the signing of the civil rights bill, there are, I put them a little bit further behind the eight ball. Can I say eight ball? I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm monkeying around. With oh anything. yeah. Well, and we're going to get into that too. We're, we have, we're going to get into all of the different, <laughs> okay. and I'll, I'll just let you say it. So yes, you can. Okay. Is, what is eight ball a racial, I, so I can, is eight ball a racial term? Well, you know, you can, they can technically make a cut. No, a boss. Not I was going to say, I'm like, what, anything that any object that's black now we can't. Okay. All right. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, I'm like, holy crap. And, and, 
And I, I made a light joke, but you know the monkeying around thing is. We'll get to that. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. We'll get my that. my concerns are about black people becoming stronger economically, um, becoming stronger culturally. Mm. Um, I sort of look at I call it black nationalism because black America is sort of a nation within a nation. It's a group of people who are here. But we don't have an immigration home like others would, right. like Mexicans would or like Polish would or like the Armenians do. There isn't a a one place where we can look back finally and say, remember, in that old country, this is how it went. Right. right, or, right. My, my family's old country is Tennessee. <laughs> like if I was talking to my fourth grandparent, they would have been. Yeah. Back in in Memphis, we used to we don't have that. Right. So this is my nation. Right, right. This is my development. This is where my culture comes from. Right. And I want to see them do better. I want to see them thrive more. And so I call myself sort of a Garveyite in that. Garvey wanted to see black people united yep. to develop them. And he felt that in order to have that, they needed to have their own economic structure their own they need to create their own jobs they need to create their own businesses they need to create their own entrepreneurship so that they weren't right right self-determination yep. and that's where my black nationalism comes from people hear me, me say black nationalists and they assume i mean black supremacists right and that is not Be- because what I am. because most white nationalists there are some yes. that aren't but most All white, white nationalists are white supremacists their white right. nationalism is based on a belief that the white race is superior and that the only way that we're going to have pe- there are people that are that describe themselves as you know libertarians that believe the only possible way to have a libertarian society is for white people to be in charge because other the the lesser races quote unquote are simply incapable of of you know pr- create the proof of course is that this white nation produced socialism but uh you know it ended up turning into a socialist at least moderately right. socialist country right uh as proof that white people can can accomplish libertarianism but so i because of that when i i i'll tell you when i uh and there are some black nationalists that are also black supremacists but they are when i hear i knew when just from knowing you when you started saying, you know, black nationalists, I knew what you meant because I'd been following what you had been saying and, and how you right. came to that conclusion. But I also know, I see how people, you know, they, they you know, kind of, you know, uh, react negatively to that because they think that you're, you know, like a you know Hebrew Israelite or, you know, you know, falling in. And if not specifically a Hebrew Israelite or a nation of Islam or, or anything like that, but that you're falling into that same, you know, we are the, you know, we are the superior people and, and you know, the, the white the cave beasts or whatever uh, that you know we and whatever so I, I can see why people have that reaction but you're really you know promoting a really it's a self-determination thing like you said i mean it's more it, than anything else yeah. and yeah, there are a lot of people who do do that who, yeah. who do make those statements i'm not one of them no i know i know i do i don't believe in black superiority i believe that we're special right i believe that we have a unique history and a unique story mm-hmm. but i'm sorry don't Austrian people think that? Don't they think that Austria is a unique and, right. and special place? Wouldn't a a person from Indonesia say that, I think? And you know I'm Are you saying that Jews think that we're special? Who? The I said, are you saying that Jews think that we're special? <laughs> are you accusing Jews of thinking I, we're special? I went, I went on I went on sensory overload with all of the different <laughs> comments. 
that I possibly was going to say. But I will say <laughs> this one. Watch this. One of my models that I carry for myself, thinking of how to improve my community, right. is the model of what I have seen with with Louis Mayer and mm-hmm. and Sam Goldwyn right. and others in the Hollywood industry. Yep. How I love the story of mm-hmm. there's a you're you're our west. There's a there's a country club out here called Hillcrest. Hillcrest Country Club. Okay. And I love the story. Them the wasps wouldn't let the Jews right. into the Los Angeles Country Club and the Beverly Hills Country Club. Right. Groucho's daughter famously went in the pool and they made her get out and she, he was like, She's only half Jewish, can't she go in up to her waist? But yeah, I thought that was funny too. I like that. So they came together, the the people who who were big time in the industry, and they built the Hillcrest Country Club specifically for for Jews. And because at the time they had um, Milton Berle and Jack Benny and Rex Skelton and all of these people who were so huge in the industry, it thrived right. to the point where Gentiles were declaring they wanted to get in. Wanted to and join I, too, yeah, right. Right. So I think they, they decided to let some in on a, on a very limited basis. And I think Milton Berle or Groucho, when they let Danny Kay in, they're like, you couldn't even get one in that look like a Gentile. Like, he, right, right, right. he has to look like us. So, <laughs> and to me, that's my model. One of the models I see is without asking anyone else for anything else, right. without scraping and without cajoling to get it, right, right, right. the Jewish community took the wealth that they had from this industry yep. and turned it into wealth throughout the rest of their their communities to the point where a Mickey Cohen is laughable now. Yep. Yep. You when when I tell you that Meyer Lansky was one of the greatest mobsters ever, you're like couldn't have been Jewish. I mean like the Jews don't have mobsters. It, it, exactly. When and, when when my ancestors came here in the 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 late 1800s early 1900s, we were the criminals. We were the ones to be right. scared of. Um, right. uh, and, and, and there was that negative stereotype about black people as well, but it was, a you were, you know, black people were already here. So it was one of those like, you know, known unknowns or whatever. Whereas, you know, the thought of, and not just Jews, but Italians, Irish, you know, Greeks, whatever, right. it was that we were, you know, we were the rats of Europe. We were being, we were coming here and, you know, instead of, you know, improving our, so much of what you hear now about immigrants, you know, we, 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 we couldn't improve our lot back home. All we're going to do is come here and ruin things here. And, right. uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to bring our foreign religions and we're going to bring our, which we did, uh, and we're going to bring our, our, uh, <laughs> I mean that part was true, but we, we're gonna. Although yeah, there have yeah, been American, yeah, yeah. there have been Jews from the beginning, but uh, but anyway. So yes. I mean, they're gonna bring their their you know dirty ways and their their criminal ways, and 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 you know they're gonna ruin things. And now the idea of me not being considered white is a joke, right? Like I mean, right. I I don't even. And, and there are Jews that are still like, we're not white. I'm like, you should look yeah, in the mirror. You, like you, we're white. We you, are. We, you have that. All the time, I've run into a couple different people. Arminians are really quick to tell me that they're not white. Um, well, white. Because, because in in the old country, they're Kinda they're not are. white. Yeah, I mean, in like, the old country, yeah. they're not white. Here, you're 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 white. You're white. Like, and, you're like <laughs> by the you're by the Caucasus Mountains. You're, they are literally you, Caucasians. Yeah, exactly. You are literally, <laughs> you are literally Caucasian. Caucasian. Yeah, like, um, <clears throat> and that's one of the arguments that I feel that I hear with other people that the the whiteness that was accepted by of Jews and Germans and Italians makes it more difficult 
for black people to have that. I, on the other hand, believe that because we are what I call Native Americans for the most part, having been here for several generations, means you can make even more demands, especially now in a social media time, in a time where where your beliefs and what you have are ubiquitous, you make your claim. I always tell people, I want the claim that you stated. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. If the right is inalienable, then I need you to publicly state that it does not belong to me because I'm black. Because if it's inalienable, it belongs to all of us. Including the illegal immigrant. It, I, was, I, I was waiting for for you to go there. I, it, <laughs> See, if a, I, I, I was gonna, I, I saw it and I had to go for it. If I a, had to say it, please, this yeah. is an anarchist podcast, so there is nothing that you can't say. Just don't, oh, you know. So awesome. if, you know, again, we don't encourage uh, illegal activity only because um, that's illegal. Uh, but we, uh, right. but but no, I mean, if if a you said it, if a right is inalienable, if we believe that our natural rights come from God then it is irrelevant what government has to say about it. It is irrelevant. <laughs> that is what changed my view yep. about immigration. Yep. If the right is inalienable, if that means if it's God-given, understand, it, okay, the, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take God out of it as much as I can. If inalienable means it is a natural right, right, because the objectivists believe that the moralities that we have are objective. Right. So if, all right, if it is an objective right, yep. then it doesn't, it isn't limited to Americans. It's not limited to people who live in this country. That means that the, the, the illegal alien, quote unquote, who comes here has the same inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right, right. Right. No, absolutely. Trust me. You, you, you're, 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 we are, we are having a, uh, 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 an agreement here on, on, on all of this, but I, I, I like what you say about with, um, and it was something I, Jay-Z did that story of OJ's song and in it, he, I, I think, uh, the, like the second verse or something he talks about, um, he, he mentions how Jews, you know, were able to basically through, you know, good uh, uh, investment decisions, you know, they now yeah. own Brooklyn, they now own, you know, the uh, in the Bronx or whatever. And there was so much, um, I was shocked at how much uh, blowback there was from that. I'm like, this is a guy who raps about killing people, selling drugs, you know, pr- uh, prostituting out women. And that's not all he raps about, but he has rapped no, no, about no. That, that. I mean, that that has come up in his in his rap. He he, raps- he took such he took such heat for <laughs> for that song particularly for that. And I for that I was part like, of it. When did investment in in good credit become a bad thing? You know, stereotypical. I, I, and, people saying, and people were saying, oh, it's anti-Semitic. I'm like, what did he say that was – he was essentially what I got from it, and I'm Jewish. He was positively – making a positive reference to the fact that Jews went from being almost as subjugated as black people were to running entire major sections of the country and, and, and through right. – you know, through – 
thrift and 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 smart buying decisions and then he talked about how he bought a painting and it was a million and now it then it was worth two million now it's worth eight million or whatever and, and whatever okay. and, and yeah and and so you know I, i'm not a, i'm not going to try to wrap it but you know uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, I know every man has to know his limitations but uh yeah, yeah, um yeah. but he uh you know and i, I to me it was nothing but pot and so when i read listened to it i actually read it first and i'm like that's awesome and I was waiting to hear all the people saying how great it is that rap music's starting to get positive. And then, and then I did, and I then did that post. Other... Yeah, I did. did. That no, post I know you did about yeah. about how how much I loved that album. That album was saying things that we haven't said in the black community. It was talking about real estate investment and talking <laughs> about putting your money where to, to make it build up, buying back the neighborhood that you live in. It, it talked about the dirt that he did and apologizing to his wife and, and right, building right. to that. And I, I was like, this is a mature hip hop right. that I've never heard. Yep. And he took such flack for it. More than in any took, other album, he took so much flack. They're, and they're like, oh, you're going to apologize to your wife for this. It was like everything. And I'm like, this is a this is how I can't take you seriously when you complain about the, not you, but the person right. when you complain about right. the black community and how they don't do this and how they don't do that as if they're and then one it was giant done. And then when it's done, <laughs> Oh no, but not like that. It was like, right. But that's exact. You, you said that you wanted black people to do this. And so here came one of the most prominent black men in the country. Top 20, 20 top 25 i mean very very prominent everyone knows who jay-z is even if you don't know what rap yes. is and here yes. he comes and says almost word for word maybe not how you liked it but it, almost word for word he talked about growing it and now you're like well you know we need a colorblind society it's like, no, no 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 if you're telling black people that they need as a monolith as a a, a collective to do things and then they say we as black people, as a collective, need to do these things. You don't then get to pivot back to colorblindness and, and you know, and, oh, well, right. well, let's all do it together. Okay, well, where were you saying let's all do it together when you were laughing about, you know, the, the black-on-black right. crime rate? You know, like, when, when were we all together when that was happening? Uh, and we, because we weren't. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> what, what we, what, a lot of times what is expected of us is that we should... Stop complaining. That's essentially what it is. And that's it. That's, Don't fix that's your all, problem. That's all just stop that, complaining just about stop it. Just stop complaining about it. That's and it. That's <laughs> stop complaining about it. Accept your lot and just take it as it is. And I refuse and others around me refuse to do that. One of the reasons why I do what's called the real G code, why, the, why I call myself the complete gentleman, right. is because one of the problems in our community isn't just economic. That's one of the main ones I stress. But yep. it's also cultural. Yep. The way we talk to each other, the way we act toward each other, the way we interact with each other. And the idea of being a gentleman, the idea of gentlemanness, of not reacting to rudeness, of right. not... Of, of keeping your things discreet, of not allowing yourself to ever be seen in public with, with outlandish, outlandish actions or outlandish fashions. Right. These are things that are never taught to us. And these are things that I want to stress. Mm -hmm. They used to say that it takes 10 generations to build a lady. 
like takes less than that to build a gentleman. Mm. I don't believe it takes that long in a social media era. I just think people need to know the code. Yeah. That's why what happened was you have people have etiquette without being gentlemen. So you you know which fork to use, but you're still a jerk. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing. There's a there's a book called the the gentleman's guide. It's a very long title, but it's basically the gentleman's guide to etiquette and gentlemanness or whatever. Right, right. And they were saying that essentially a person who's never had any sort of gentlemanly upbringing, but who brings out these who brings out these these concepts right. is more of a gentleman than a king who was raised with all of his etiquette mm. because he's still a jerk. Right, if right, you're right. still sleeping with everybody at right, court, he's still, yeah, he's still a scumbag, right? Right. You're still a scumbag. You just know when to say please and thank you at the right time. <laughs> so my idea, my concept is not only to make economic change, which is what I do is through black, black nationalism. Right. Not only to make spiritual change, which is what I th- do through the gospel, but to make cultural change, which is what I do through the real G code. Hmm. Yeah, in fact, because I I have that in my notes here. You're you're the the founder of a of a page called the the Complete Gentleman, the Real G Code, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And you say you know you're recreating today's men into yesterday's gentlemen. And um, yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite pages. I love you. Unfortunately, and this is my only criticism of it is that you don't post enough on it. Um, uh, you, <laughs> I, I don't not enough content. I'm not getting enough. Uh, right, uh, uh, right. Come on, and and so, uh, but I, but I love it, and um, and it was like you were talking about, and you you talked about. I think your your most recent post from however many weeks ago <laughs> was uh, no, it was, it was only a few days ago, but it was about um, where you <laughs> where you talked about um, you were ta- what you were just talking about, how uh, kind of equating the the message in, in Black Panther, um, you know that that they had this very special thing that was theirs, and yes. out of fear. Um, they kind of kept it in and they created this amazing thing, but they kept it, you know, sort of, they, they kept it in a breadbasket and, 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 and were scared to, to, you know, of what they saw, what happened to other, you know, black societies. And so they just right. kind of, you know, went inward and, and literally closed themselves in. So you didn't even see that they were there and presented this, you know, oh, well, we're just poor, poor farm people, leave us alone. And, and people did cause it was, they thought there was nothing there. And, and you talked about how, you know, black people have this special thing. Um, you know, and, and I mean, look, you know, every, if you look at every, every genre of music that is popular today was started by black people. And that's every not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. One country music was started by black people, rhythm and blues, which we now call R and B black people, yes. jazz, black people. Uh, 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 really the only thing that, you know, classical, uh, uh, you know, the classical European, you know, the, the orchestra music is, is from white people, but a lot of those instruments were, uh, especially later on, some of the, some of the, the percussion instruments, instruments and things like that were things they found in Africa. So, I mean, it, 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 even that has some, some black influence, rock and roll, black people, obviously hip hop, black people. And, 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 you know, black people are so, uh, 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 as you had said, ubiquitous in, in society. And, and there's only, it, it's funny. It's like, uh, and I think it was the the drummer for the Roots, um, and I'm forgetting his name. Um, Questlove. Yeah, and, and and it may not have been him. I think it was one of the people in the in the in the Roots who said that you know uh, uh, American society looks at black black people looks at black culture um, with sort of this combination of awe and fear, and and it's like you know it's like 
uh, in one way, there's so many, there's so many things like in, in, in popular culture that, uh, you know, black people are, uh, 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 everyone's trying to emulate what they're seeing from black people. And then at the same time, you know, they're scared of black people and, 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 right. and, and it's a combination of fear of, of not. And I think a lot of it comes not necessarily from fear of black people because black people are scary as much, although there is that too, but fear of black people reacting in anger to what has happened and is happening. And so sort of like, and, and we can get into this later now, what you're seeing in South Africa, people are scared that, Oh my gosh, black people are going to, uh, I think it was Chris Rock that joked that when Roots came out, walk, white people walked around differently after that. Like it was, it was the, their interaction <laughs> with black people was different than it had been previously. Um, uh, I, go ahead. I, um, oh, there, there, there's like a mouthful on this. Thank you for bringing up the post. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, and I looked at that, like I looked at the entertainment not just not just music. I can I can speak on how influence how influential black people have been to the entire entertainment industry. Yeah. There's um my if you want to call it classical, my favorite classical piece is Rhapsody in Blue. Okay. By Gershwin. Mm-hmm. And there's so much black jazz in, in that piece. Yeah. Um I, I could go like as you pointed out, country basically comes from bluegrass. Bluegrass comes from the blues. Right. With there's there's so you can't get away from unless all you're going to listen to is Rachmaninoff right, for the right, rest right, of right, your right, life. Right. And there's nothing wrong with like I'm not saying that that's bad music, but if you no, look, any popular all. music, anything that's come out of anywhere in the last two hundred years, two hundred years or two, so, at least two hundred years is if not entirely created by black people or dominated by black people was at least heavily influenced by it. And, 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 and when you consider, especially in this country, uh, uh, black people have been never been more than I think what 15, I think what's the 15% of the population was at the peak or something, something to like that, that effect. Something at least like over that. the last, again, 200 years, yeah, over the last 200 years. And, and not just that small of a percent of the population, but totally subjugated. Um, um, we don't even have a concept of, of, I mean, even talking about the pre-civil rights era, even that doesn't begin to describe the level of sub- subjugation post-slavery. And some of these influences were happening during slavery. These were people right. that were being treated as property, had zero legal rights of their own, and were still influencing the culture. And, and so right. that, that's something special. And you had said, you know, this is our vibranium, right? And and this- and and you and to compare it, like you said, to what the Jews. Uh, uh, what the Jews did um, that they, t- okay, great. We're, we're your entertainers. We're your, we're your, uh, you know, um, uh, vaudeville actors and stuff like that. We're your silent film actors. Oh yeah. By the way, you know, uh, we're going to run it instead. And, and, and now, I mean, you know, the, the, the stereotype of the Jew run media, there's a reason yes. for it. They completely right. took it over. Right. And, and that, that has been my position of what needs to happen. Right. Don't run from that. Okay, we eighty five percent of the NBA is black. Seventy percent of the NFL is black. Right. Some of the most influential people in Hollywood are black. Some of the most influential people in music are black. Fine, don't run from it. Build on it. Don't stop there. Yeah. Build the production company. Yep. Build the build your own movie studio. Build your own teams. Don't run from it. Influence it. Right. And even if 
that is the lawyers become lawyers for that industry become kinesiologists for that right, industry right become writers and and, and doctors for that industry yeah. then take that money and use it to build your community yeah. rather than running away like the wakandans rather than hiding off in your own enclave in your luxury now come and build markets and build schools and and, and build other things right. within the community what's what's the What's the what's the joke about the first Jewish president while he's being sworn in? He's being sworn in. His mother goes and see, you see that guy up there with his hand on the Bible? His brother's a doctor. (laughs) I like that. That's how you get doctors. You come back to the neighborhoods and you build studios and you you build these schools so that those kids then do better and they go off to colleges and they do better. And you rebuild the entire community and you don't have to think it has to happen in five years. Right, right, right. I I love pointing out the fact that Maya Rothschild, I believe it was 1750, the the, the Rothschild family that everyone is terrified of today (laughs) began their empire selling antique coins to kings. And, and by doing that, they got access. That access led to banking. That banking led to where the, the four famously went to the different places. Right, right, but right. The, main, the main, if you would talk to them, and I've read this, they would tell you that their main wealth stream was not banking, but information. You were, you were told that you must come back to the family meeting every year if you're going to borrow from the family bank. Right. And you must tell everybody what you did in your business practices, right or wrong, whether it failed or whether it blew up. If you don't do that, if you don't share that information, if you don't share that wealth, then you can no longer borrow from the bank. Right, right. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not, you know, bringing back into what we're trying to build, then yes. we're not interested. And this is at a time for perspective. This is at a time when genocide, yes. routine genocides of Jewish people were, were it was, it was like a seasonal thing. It happened every few decades. Europe. You know, with the, the pogroms, my, my, my ancestors came to escape the pogroms in, 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 in Russia on, on the one side. Right. And, um, you know, when we we look at the Holocaust, what makes the Holocaust stand out from the other ones was that it was in the era of video and 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 pictures yes. and things like that. But the reality is, that was just the final time that it happened. Hopefully, the final time ever yes. that it happened. But I, that was routine. That was happening. You know, for hundreds of years, for over a thousand years, killing, rounding up most or all of the Jews in an area and killing them was the routine. Right. And so, you know, okay, great. We were mostly white too. And you can thank the Coens for that, by the way, because it's the uh, Coens uh, historically were only allowed to marry uh, women that they converted to Judaism. They were not allowed to marry. That would be the priest class, right? Yeah, the priest class. And we were not allowed to marry Jewish women. We we had to marry women that we converted to Judaism. So you can thank the Coens for the fact that we're all white now. Because wow, <laughs> yep, or or, or that's in, when I didn't or, know. Yeah, or or you know the the Jews that went into Africa that they're black. The the, the the you know the the Jews that went into wherever they went into. The reason they now look pretty much like everyone else there is because of the Levitical priesthood having to marry into the 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 the, the, the hoi polloi that they lived amongst the the Gentiles and, right. and convert them and and bring them in. So you can thank a Cohen for for most American Jews being white. But you know it's like it's like you said. You know if if you're being subjugated by the prominent society there you have to build your own 
the, you have the idea to of, build of your own the idea of appealing to the the prevailing society you're going against human nature to tell this group i know you hate us and i know that you at the very least want to keep us under if not destroy us entirely but so be instead, nice to us and give us houses and business. Be nice to us and give us part of what you have, as opposed to saying, yeah. I'm building this and you can voluntarily cooperate with me and grow your own as well. Or you can sit there while we grow our own and, 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 and end up taking over what you have. Those are your two options with us. And, and that's, and that's part do. of that's part of where I am with the nationalism thing. Right. I heard Michael Medved once say that people were looking at the economic situation wrongly. Right. You're looking at it as in. We have to divide out the pie. So if these people right. get more, these people get less. Yep. Michael Medved said the pie isn't finite that way. Exactly. If you want more of the pie, grow the pie. Yep. And that's my position. Right. We there there is an almost that's why I use vibranium. There's an almost infinite amount of wealth in entertainment. Yep. Almost infinite. I don't even have to speak about how much Infinity War made. Yeah. But I won't even use Infinity War. Let's look at a movie like Paranormal Activity. Right. A, a movie that, that is either or with a lot of people. If right, you like right. horror movies, um, if, that, if you don't like horror movies, it doesn't matter to you. But right. if you're good on horror movies, a lot of people love Paranormal Activity because it's, it's, it's slow burn and the way it builds up suspense and foreshadowing and a lot of people hate it because they think it's boring but whichever one you want they spent about eighty thousand maybe a hundred and twenty thousand dollars to make paranormal activity for it to make hundreds of millions back at the right, box office right right that's a big deal that's a big roi and yeah isn't it <laughs> and you can use that turnover. There are all sorts of things that you can do, and exactly. you don't have to do it within the means of the dominant society. Back to the idea right. of black nationalism. Yep. You do it within your own nation, within the nation. Right. You grow it's, your own it's, pie. Yeah. You grow your own pie. Yep. 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 Absolutely. That's how I, how I felt about it. I believe there's two. Again, let's let's go back to what you said about being ubiquitous in every part of society. One of the reasons why I stopped watching baseball is because when I was growing up, baseball, there were people with a flair. There was a Rod Carew. There was a Ricky Henderson. Right, there, was right. a, there were people who made it fun, who made it exciting. I don't feel that as much anymore. I have a guy on the Dodgers named Yasiel Puig. Puig is a Cuban player. And Puig plays the game kind of like how I used to like, with flair, with passion. With, he's into it with somebody all the time right because because he flipped his bat or because he he took he took too long to look at a home run or he in and, and baseball <laughs> has all of these rules and it's like ah i wish i i wish i could hit 350 just so i could be the joker and make everybody mad you have right. all of these rules and i'm gonna break all of them it's right right, just, right, it was, right. it's there's no fun to it there's no crossover there's no dunk there's no it's basically it's a it's a giant golf game where you're throwing the golf ball. Yeah, it's. Cr and, I, I tried watching cricket too, and I was like, I can't do this. And it's it's cricket. And like I mean, it's it's, it's it, fun. It, yeah, it's funny you said that. I'm like an anglophile. It's funny. I know I'm the only black nationalist in the world who has a real affinity for like British culture. It's crazy. 
That's that's why I watched Luther. That's why I watched British movies, right. all of that. So I caught myself trying to watch cricket because of <laughs> where it is. You just go full anglophone. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't yeah. do cricket at all. I, I really like the concept. And God, it's like Robin Williams called cricket baseball on Valium. And it's, <laughs> it's a lot like that. I can't. I already couldn't do soccer. Right. So. Yeah, it's I like I just soccer. have, and it has action, I, but it's just there's not. Uh, uh, there was this funny episode. There's so on many the draws, once. like there's so yeah. There, Go ahead. There was this. There was this episode on The Simpsons, and they they showed the two announcers. They were at the soccer game. Yeah. And the American announcer was like, and he kicks the ball to that guy, and that guy kicks it to the other guy. Right, right. right. And he kicks the ball across the field. And and the Latino announcer was like, he kicks the ball to that guy. He kicks it to the other one. He kicks it across the field. He kicks. Right, 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 I guess right. it's just the perspective you have to. So for all my Anglophile stuff, for all of my love of tea and my love of Trafalgar Square and all the other things <laughs> that come up in British culture, right? Can't get into their sports at all. I like their fighters. I like Anthony Joshua. I like their boxers. So that's that's my middle ground. Right, right, right. With right. with with British. Like their other stuff, and I kind of like some of their music, but like you know, yeah. It, so, I always find it funny that they don't sing with an accent. That's crazy. Like, yeah, they sing the, and 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 then they sound American. It's like, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 what, what? Yeah, what except that? for except for the wall, we don't need no education. They like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the and the Beatles sounded. I think that's a. I think that's a a, a, a sign of a hidden sign of American cultural dominance is that now dominance everyone, because yeah everyone tries to sound essentially like a black person at this point but what are you doing you can't sing like that right you exactly have to sing it the other way exactly exactly you have I, to sing like a yank yeah so what are you doing <laughs> so one of one of the things that i i i i i wanted to bring up with with black nationalism and then, and then okay. because there's so many there's a few different things i want to go over but um your or at least your brand of what you consider black nationalism i can't really think of anything more libertarian than the concept of saying all right well your your structure that you have set up sucks for me so um or, or at least is not ideal for me compared if it doesn't suck it at least it's not as good for me as it is for you so right. rather than get upset about that and complain about it or whatever else i'm going to make my own structure that's going to work for me and if we can work together that's awesome if we can be friends that's great and if you don't want to that's also great because i don't really need you and uh, uh another jew murray rothbard the jew of all jews uh i guess jesus no i guess technically jesus is the jew of all jews but the, the... that probably works and then paul Paul's uh, next so what's that Paul is after Jesus, so you kind of got like a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy. There's a oh, Jewish hierarchy yeah. that, 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 that the Vatican uh, co-opted. But right. um, uh, but Murray Rothbard said uh, he he was very uh, uh, talked a lot about uh, nationalism, ethno nationalism in general. And um, this was, I mean, this was in the '60s that he wrote this. It was at a time that it was not popular uh, in in right. in right right culture, right wing culture, to say something like this. But he said, "There's no question that black nationalism is a lot more libertarian than the compulsory integration uh, pushed by uh, King Martin Luther King, the NAACP, and and white liberals." Um, I one of the things that really uh, got me into uh, the idea of. Because I was very much an, I, I still consider consider myself an egalitarian in that I believe that we all are, we all have 
you know, we talk about the inalienable rights. We all have the same right. rights. We all have the same uh, uh, perceived self-interest. We all have the same. We're the same. There are differences between individuals and, and there are cultural differences. But in terms we're you know, we have the same organs. We're, we're all people like we're all human beings. We're all the same species. And um, so I'm an, an egalitarian in that way. But I used to kind of support this idea of of integration and uh, colorblindness, if you want to call it that. Uh, as as sort of an end all be all that like we need to all just merge until we're all the same thing and it, when I started looking at the roots of where that I that belief came from I really started to reject it um, because the, that the root of that that thought process actually came as a as sort of a a, 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 a side effect or a, or a byproduct of the white man's burden. Uh, 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 narrative and the, and the white man's I, I'm pretty sure you know what this means but the, the white man's uh-huh, burden uh-huh. Narrat- the white man's burden narrative was that white people are superior uh, and it is our burden as good white Christian people uh, to give our you know to to impose our culture yes. on these lesser people that, because their culture for their own are, good for their own good yeah yeah entirely for their own good and it was actually it was co-opted by by pro-slavery apologists who said well you know slavery we're bringing them over we're teaching them a trade and you know we're we're giving them Christianity and we're and we're you know which actually isn't true Christianity started as a as a Middle Eastern North African religion but that's a whole other subject uh i know you're yeah i know that one too oh no i know you know that one too um (laughs) but that you know we have Um, we have to give this with you know this culture to p to those people and when i started looking at the the racist roots of the for example the naacp you had people like marcus garvey uh and and uh, uh to some extent um 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 Washington, Booker T. Washington, who were talking mm-hmm. about self-determination. I mean, Marcus Garvey was talking about all black people going back to a place in Africa and founding a, right. a an African nation. And, uh, uh, you know, these were people that were not the least bit, uh, Garvey was not the least bit uncomfortable with meeting with Klan members to say, like, we want nothing to do with you. Like, we, we want right. to create our own thing. And we have zero interest in white approval. And and if you want to cooperate with us, and we, we can trade, we can be friends, we can whatever. Uh, but I don't care if you like it or not. We're making our own thing. And you had these, uh, what, what I would consider to be white supremacists, who, uh, you know, they meant well. They thought they were doing the right thing. Uh, you had a bunch of white people who founded the NAACP uh, and put in place these sort of uh, effet uh most of them were mixed race so they were a little more acceptable looking to white people they had that approximately yeah yeah you, yeah uh dubois and people like that they were socialists they were trained in european socialism and european style uh egalitarianism and so forth and and they changed the narrative that no you don't want to build your own thing you want to appeal to white people through democracy and uh basically shucking and jiving to some extent to to basically beg for stuff to be given to you you don't have rights you're going to be given entitlements and so that's when you saw this this sort of black cultural shift from we're going to make our own black wall street our own harlem renaissance our own you know whatever else uh we're going to ask for you know a, a a a national welfare program that's going to primarily target us we're going to ask for laws that give preferential hiring in government you know white government positions to to black people or to people of right. color to, to minorities uh we're going to be co-opted into minorities which includes women which make up most people but anyway so now we are going to uh, you know basically merge ourselves with white women in saying we want stuff uh we're, we're or not the main 
who are the primary beneficiaries of things like affirmative action, by the way. Right. No, I, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you, you and so and, and especially at that time when white feminists didn't give a crap about black people. I mean, uh, 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 what's her name? The, the one that's on the, the dime that was that was um, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, Susan B. Anthony. She had a quote where she said, you know, I'll, I'll be basically I'll be damned if a, if a black man's going to be able to vote before a white woman. I mean, these right. were not friends of, of the black, you know, of, of what black people were looking for. And so never have been. No, it never have never been. has been. And so and, and I know I, I think you have a different perspective than me on 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 uh, on uh, Dr. King. But um, you, you see that there was this this shift away from the Malcolm X. Malcolm X was later, obviously. But that that shift of the, the Huey B. Newtons and people like that who are like, we don't give a crap what white people want. We don't care if you like us. And and into the shift of like, hey, white people, um, we're not that bad. Uh, maybe we can be, you know, maybe you can give us stuff, basically. It's funny. It's funny. At the beginning, I think that's where Dr. King was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we want to live in harmony with you. The you mountaintop. Know, yeah. Yeah. And then if you go, if you go, and I just posted it the I other know, day. I know, that's why, that's why I, I gave you that lead in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw how you segued there. That, that was a good thing. I saw, I saw that, that you threw that. Nice. You hinted, and I, and I ran I around, did, I, did, I, did, I caught I, it. And now we're that's, talking that's about good. it, which makes it kind of pointless. That we that's good right quarterbacking right there. I'm just saying, I, I do what I can, I do what I can. So um, if you look at the, this part of the speech that I posted, yep. He wasn't doing that. We we shall all walk in harmony. Thing. Right. He was saying we're here to cash our check. Yep. You are deficient in what you have done. Right. One hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the black man is still not free. Right. If you look at his last speech, the last one, the what, what they call the mountaintop speech. Right. Where he's saying you need to build your own black businesses and build your own black insurance companies and you need to to deal with each other instead of begging for jobs, which right. is the exact same message that Malcolm gave. Yep, yep, yep. He, I, I think toward his end where he said, I believe we may have integrated into a burning house. Yep. And then he they was killed saying, him. And then they killed him after he Yeah. Then, Once it changed Ironically, that, yep. he dies right after that. Right after that. And he gets replaced by... Uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, the the, the Rainbow Coalition was which yeah, was Jesse Jackson and uh, and um, all the others. Yeah, which were with, with identity politics, identity you know? politics, but not identity. So there's a key difference here because the Rainbow Coalition was a, a Marxist front group, first of all. But yeah. there's, a, there's a key yeah. difference between intersectionalism and identity politics and what you're talking about. Okay. What you're talking about is we are who we are. There is a thing that's happening to us, and so we're going to make our own. Identity politics is about is really a throwback to white supremacy, which is that whiteness, and that's why uh, when if it, so in, in intersectionality and in, in, in it's all built on the premise that uh, uh, whiteness is the standard by which everything should be judged. Yes. It's a negative one, but it's the same thing. Everything boils down to its proximity to whiteness. They flipped it to being a negative, but it's the same thing. You're still using whiteness as your standard. And and right. and, and when you listen to what a Huey P. Newton or a, or a Malcolm X or a, a Marcus Garvey or any of these people, they, weren't, they didn't give a crap about white people to the extent that they they dealt with white people to the extent that they had to, which is what Jews did. And it was the same thing. It was, okay, white people are our reality that, you know, that we're in a majority white country. They have most of the wealth. They have control of the legal system. 
and so we have to operate within that reality, of course, but we're not worried about what they're doing. And, no. and, and we don't care what their opinion is of us, and it doesn't matter. Whereas now, identity politics is based entirely on the premise that we have to convince white people that, you know, of X, Y, Z. We're acceptable to them. Black Lives Matter makes some excellent points about, essentially, about the state. The, 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 the problem with Black Lives Matter, and, and I realize Black Lives Matter isn't a central organization and that there are many different groups, but if you, if you look at the, the basic message behind the most of the the major black lives matter groups it is still an appeal to white people to accept that black people matter and i'm sorry but if if someone and this isn't even a racial thing if someone doesn't care about you there is nothing that's going to make them care about you except for making it matter to their their well-being so the reason that i the reason that jews now matter to most gentiles is because it will affect their wallet if we don't and and so there's not we didn't appeal to democracy we appealed to because democracy in, in a in a majority rule system the minority loses immediately so in a in a system that's based on merit in a in a in a, a market based system now it's you know you're talking about the vibranium now okay great we're the minority but we have something special and we're building upon it and yep. we don't care what you're doing I'm sorry I'm done. That, no, 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 no. I was, <laughs> you're basically summarizing everything that I'm saying. Right, I'm right, like, Thank right, you, right. Tamar. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we just reversed. I'm Spike. Yes, Tamar. And I'm Tamar. We've just we reversed it. Um, right. the, the resource is there. We are the resource. Right. What we put out is the resource. Take, let me think of, of something. Take the cast of Fences. Which was an awesome movie. Okay. Just just a, a master class in acting. Take that cast out and, and put another in. And you don't have the same movie. Okay. Take take Morgan Freeman out of seven. He's as essential to the greatness of seven as Kevin Spacey was or take, Brad Pitt was. Take Morgan Freeman he, out of almost any movie Morgan Freeman has been in. Anything. Shawshank Redemption, even that ridiculous anything. one where they could twist the bullets. Um, I kind of like that part. He has the funniest curse word ever in that movie. I don't remember. It, it, you don't remember? Uh, the, he was, when they found out he was the, the, the villain. The, the bad guy. And right, he tells right, right. him, shoot this motherfucker. It was oh, hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we it, laughed for days off Morgan Freeman saying, mother, you know what? Right, uh, it, right. it was hilarious. But... <laughs> I don't need, and, and, and I stress this, I used to have this horrible self-esteem about myself because right. of things that happened, because of the darkness of my skin or because of my hair or, or things like that. And when I realized, when I, I tell people this all the time, when I became a believer and I realized that I was fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. and that I was chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, I realized right. I really didn't have a reason to feel bad about myself. Right. And in Christianity, there's this really bad thing about, well, you shouldn't love yourself. That's e-. If I shouldn't love myself, then why did Jesus tell me to love my neighbor as I love myself? If you hate, if you don't love yourself, though, who gives a crap about how you treat your neighbor? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I said all that to say. It makes me almost no never mind as to whether or not you like me. I'm, I'm glad for it. Right. I'm good for it when you do. 
Right. But I've had people say, well, you know what? You're a racist because you think that you guys should be with you shouldn't. I, I didn't say that. I just said that we should determine our own right. thing. Right. Because allowing other people to determine our own thing has not worked very right. well for exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah, yes. And that's true. And that's it, taking it out of a racial thing. If you as an individual, because, yes. you know, again, you have Randian parents, so I'm sure you've heard, you know, the, 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 the smallest minority on earth is, is the, the individual. It, taking it as yes. if you as an individual are waiting for someone else to affirm your, your validity before you move forward, it's never going to happen. Ever. It's never going to Ever. happen. Because first of all, why would I affirm your validity if you don't? Okay, am I valid? I'm sure. Well, I don't yeah. think I don't know if I'm valid until you tell me. Well, then how do I know you're valid? So I, you know, I mean, the the premise, even if you take away all of the other realities, slavery, segregation, uh, white supremacy, uh, 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 white standard of beauty, uh, the the idea of proximity to whiteness being success. If you took all right. of that out and we're all on the exact same level playing field, and you say um, I'm not going to do anything until you affirm that I'm that I'm that I'm good or that I'm valid. I, well, I'm not going to wait for that for you. Like, I, you know, I, I'm going to no. move forward. So, yeah, so exactly. And, a, and it's never even going to come because – so I posted – you, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, I just wanted to jump in on this real quick. It, it, it came to my head. In, in C.S. Lewis's um, the Screw Tape Letters, one of my favorite C.S. Lewis books ever, he said one of the most – one of the things that the devil was talking to the other devils, and he was saying one of the greatest things we've ever done is come up with the phrase, I'm just as good as you. He says the the toy the toy poodle never says it to the Saint Bernard. Hmm. The, the 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 wealthy man never says it to the bum. You you by me saying I need to affirm that right. or I need you to validate me, I'm already saying I'm inferior to you and I need you to push me up to where you to are. To where no. you are and no, no better. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Under no circumstances. Yeah. 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 Um I, I have that belief that goes into my faith. Well, black churches are, are loud, and it, no, that's how black churches are. We right. do our faith the way we do our faith. The, exactly. You, you, we do our music the way we do our music. We wear our hair the way we wear our hair. Uh, got that sticking up there. Let's see. Uh, but you're wearing your how, hair how you wear your hair. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. you. You understand my position. I, I, I get cool. your position. Uh, yeah. So. One of the things that I continue to try to teach, especially in the gentleman, this is understand, number one, who you are right, and how great that is to who you are and run with that. Right. You don't need anyone else to validate what you do. Yep. Yep. I, I tell um, I'm a supervisor at my job and I told my employee, one of my employees, I said, you answer to three people. And not in this order. You answer to me because you're here at this job. Right. After that, you answer to yourself because you're you. Yep. And then you answer to God. Yep. That is it. That's it. You owe no one else anything else until yep. you get married and your entire life goes to your spouse. <laughs> but you're a woman, so you still answer only to God. Our entire life goes to our spouse. It's another topic. It's another totally story. other topic. And, 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 and we, you and I are both in a similar position in that we, we yes, married we well above our lot. And, yes, we uh, did. And, uh, and then we, we acknowledge we, it. And, yes, uh, and we've talked forward, about that. Move forward we have married that up. reality. Yeah, exactly. Team, team, yes. team married out of our league. Um, uh, yes. But so, so no, we're both in the same place as that. You know, talking about this whole acceptance thing, I posted something, and I, 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 I have to bring this up. 
so I I hadn't seen Black Panther, and and not for any particular reason. Ah, it, it takes this... me it takes me months to see a movie. There are movies. I'm still mad at you for not having seen some of the stuff that you listed. I, like, I haven't seen Infinity War. I haven't seen like the I, first I really Avengers. consider I really consider boycotting your show. Boycotting the fact specifically that. because of my lack of, of yeah. I watch maybe like, four you know, movies I'm, a year. And it made me so, question your values. It really did. It's, you right, know what? I, I question my own values when it comes to this. Someone told <laughs> me to. I, I I boycotted The Office solely because someone told me in 05 I should try it out. And I, I, I watched, started watching it in like last year when I was recovering from a relapse. And I'm like, why did I deny myself the office for this long? Anyway, so I, I, I know I was, it's, it's me. It's my loss. My loss. I still haven't done the office, though. Honestly. You should watch. It's fun, hilarious. I, um, I, everybody keeps it, telling it is, me. It is absolutely it hilarious. Because it's totally I don't want to be disappointed for what every, where everybody is disappointed. Putting, so. G- give, it, okay. give it three or four episodes because it starts kind of weird. But but um, yeah. I, I, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Anyway, so I, I finally get around. My, my wife uh, 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 says to me, I don't know, Sunday, a few, few nights ago, why don't we watch Black Panther? Like we had nothing to do. And she was like, why don't we watch Black Panther? I'm like, all right, cool. Because I've been looking forward to, you know, looking forward to watching it. And, uh, and, and we watched it and it was awesome. I loved it. I lo- loved the movie. Great so flip. I posted, literally all I posted was I said, I finally saw Black Panther uh, last night. It was really good. Have a great day or whatever I posted after. That's it. That's all I posted. <laughs> I, That's all you needed to post. All I needed to post. It was really good. Kaboom. The white, I hate when people use terms like white tears and white fragility because i'm like i don't cry if you shut up but i i i uh but but the, you saw it on display the white outrage <laughs> at me saying were... that black panther was good and and, no. and and i should say there were plenty of white people that were like yeah it's awesome yeah i loved it it was great and there were plenty of whatever i mean and, and there was actually one black person who was like i refuse to watch it okay um uh so but it was you know so it was a mixed react but there were some people that had to make it clear that it was unrealistic for them oh god this was so funny it was uh. unrealistic <clears throat> for there to be a because there wouldn't be the the most technological the most technological technologically sound did i did it technologically sound the most technologically sound country in the world couldn't be a third world african country that's so unrealistic and it doesn't make any sense and you and i both said because go ahead i'll let you go the the full context was that they said because they weren't saying black people can't be advanced or whatever but they were saying the idea of a of what had previously been a backwards culture or not backwards but a but a not a non advanced you know uh, right. tribal culture becoming advanced without outside collaboration with other cultures was completely unrealistic yes this is the marvel universe yes and i will let you because you're you're far more into con- to list no, off no, a few no, of the things I, in the marvel I universe i just said because it's more <laughs> realistic that the super soldier injected with the serum with right. the indestructible shield right fighting side by side with the teenager shooting webbing out of his hands right. who's fighting crime with the Nor- the literal norwegian god from another universe who all are trying to finish this fight with the green guy who, who turns into a nine foot angry green giant right and they all fight against the aliens that have come to destroy the planet. That's a much more realistic story. Than a, than a black society being able to. And, and first of all, right. I, I believe that the Wakandans 
did have trade and communication with alien cultures. It was just on Earth they were uh, uh, self-contained, if, if I recall. I, from, I, 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 from my understanding, it's almost completely self-contained. Okay, so then, um, I, then I'm right. But, 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 they, they were looked at like how we would see... Not Bangladesh. I'm trying to find a smaller country that's not very huge in its technology in 2018. Like, like a South, like, South Sudan. How's that? Okay, so South yeah, so, so you think of it as like a, a afterthought, and if you have any thought about it, it's you know those poor people there, and so you know you know desolate or whatever. But, but again, it, right? There is a glove but, that if you put it on and put special gems that are hidden around the universe. That's the one. You can snap your fingers and destroy half the universe. But the idea of a black culture being able, like, it was just. The giant purple guy. The giant purple guy. (laughs) Who who beat up the giant green guy, by the way. Who who once, Um, in the Marvel Universe, the giant green guy once jumped inside of a planet and held its tectonic plates together. I forgot about that part. To keep the planet together so that the Red King couldn't destroy the planet. Right. It was just just so amazing that they had to correct that. And then there were people who said there was a black supremacy message uh, and and lots of anti-white humor. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Right. Right. There was like one it's, joke about a broken white boy and And she called him a colonizer. And she called him a colonizer. Which no. white people They got mad about I guess the the gorilla bark made them angry too. I thought that was like But he was like that with everyone funniest, that came. He that was, was dismissive. The funniest of part of the movie, I swear. And then he was he like, said, Yeah. That yeah, was hilarious. And 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 my take I didn't even really take that as a, a he Mbaka was being dismissive of Mbaka. everyone that was coming. Like he was like, "Why are you coming here? There's a you know this uh, this is a problem." Um, because just to show again, just you know, to show the lack of racialness in it. Right after that, as Wakanda, as as T'Challa's talking to his mother and they're deciding what they're gonna do, Mbaka goes, "That's are you mean. done?" Exactly. He was just dismissive <laughs> of the entire thing. It had nothing to do yeah. with that he was a white guy or whatever. And even if it did. Again, the context is that this is a society that literally closed itself in out of fear yes. of white people. And now here yes. you've brought in a white person. and A CIA agent, by the a way. A CIA agent. And and they were pretty subdued. I mean, in, in reality, if, you, if your entire culture has been based on fear of what the white people are going to do to you, that could have been a right. far less subdued response to bringing one in. In my mind, pretty much, so, yeah. So I, I pretty I, much, I thought they were being very mature about the whole thing. Honestly, I, I, I just, I was shocked at the level. The, of... the guy who was, who you could make the argument about regarding black supremacy, right, was the villain. <laughs> he was the villain of the movie. If there was someone that had commented, I didn't like all the the negative references to white people and the black supremacy, and I said, you mean from Killmonger? And he's like, yeah, and I'm like. Okay, so that was the bad guy. Do you the ever, bad guy. Do you ever watch a movie and go, well, I didn't like all the references to... Like you watch uh, uh, Schindler's List and you go, well, Schindler's List was a good movie, but I didn't like all the references to Jews being bad and killing them. Well, that was... They were the, the bad guys! Exactly. Like, what are you going to do? Well, so you want your antagonist... You want Finding Nemo for all your movies. Right. Because you don't want... Any antagonist whatsoever. We're just going to go and, and, on an adventure and quest. And in my mind, and I'm trying not to play the race card, but in my mind, it denoted an inability to 
in a mostly black movie to separate the antagonists from the protagonist. Like it was like, well, but they're black. And it was like, okay, but one was very, this was a movie in which the black guy, a black guy was the heel in the movie. Yes. And one of the main heroes in the movie was a white CIA agent. Yes. And we talked about this sub and, and, and the only way that they could, the only way that the protagonists could create, could, could continue to save white people from their imminent destruction, which is ultimately what it would have been. I mean, the whole premise was that if Killmonger had, had gotten his way, then every white person, every on the white person dies. is doomed pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they're either dead or enslaved or whatever he had in right. mind. The only way they could save all the white people that they were scared of because of what white people had done to black people was to kill lots and lots and lots of black people that they had lived with in their own society. If you walk away from that movie and take a anti-white message from that, then I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I see why a lot of black nationalists and a lot of the you know the hoteps the that got mad at that movie because they're like, okay, the good guy killed a bunch of black people to save white people. Oh, I can go. I can speak on it. Umar Johnson, who you're well aware of. Oh, I know. Doctor Umar. Doctor Umar Johnson. Itafunde now is his last name, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He he interchanges between the two of them. <laughs> but he was livid. He first of all, he considered he considered T'Challa the villain of the movie <laughs> for for his hiding and cowering as he said right he considered considered killmonger the hero of the movie for wanting to kill lots of white people when he made the speech in the throne room saying that they were going to go forward right. and put this this plan forward he said i'm black hitler he called himself black hitler oh did he yeah go read the transcript i was like wow i missed got black it. hitler yeah i missed that yeah. reference yeah, he Killmonger. The, what made Killmonger a nuanced villain in any like any other film is you understood where he was coming from. I, two I, things I sympathized with him honestly. Two, yeah, two things always Especially make after a great reading those villain. comments. I sympathized him. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, that was, that was hilarious. I was like, now Killmonger is the good guy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. I, 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 it's it's fun. I, I'm, remind me to get back to right, right. the reality thing again. Yeah, right, right. You you empathize. I don't know if you finished watching Infinity War, but you th- you sympathize with Thanos because he had a goal in mind that wasn't just world supremacy. He was right. looking out for the rest of the universe. Yeah, I'm going to kill right. this half right. so that this half can live safely. Right. I'm I'm your hero. You should be thanking me. Those are uh, that was what Negan's premise was in yeah, The Walking I'm, I'm Dead. The, right. I'm the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy. I'm we're the saviors. Right. We are giving you the order you either need a villain like that or you need somebody like the joker who has no premise right total sociopath right right but yes i'm i don't care about money i don't care i just as 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 alfred said i just want to watch the forest burn right right that's all right i just want to watch the whole world burn you could try to you can beat me up and i'm going to laugh at you while you're beating me up because I don't care. Right, right. Those are the two kind of villains that make a movie great. If, right, if, right. Other than that, then they become cardboard. Yeah, and it, right. it gets, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're the penguin. Right, right, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It gets. It gets. You turn into Snidely Whiplash. And it, it's, <laughs> just, it's not as. Just, just, yeah. Exactly. You know. So, and that's what made him so nuanced. That right. 
he what he was saying was you had the resources to do something for people and you did nothing. Right. <clears throat> now I totally got I got, when he said that I'm like he's right like the, yeah how much better that could was, it have been was, if they didn't if they had actually fought back and fought because the period would have been during that whole fight against yes. colonialism and everything else. where yes. were you so where were you I, I got it I, I totally happened. got it I got it yeah you watched it happen all around you and you did nothing did but nothing. seal yourselves off yep absolutely so oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't and, interrupt and, you go ahead no 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 that's my premise right now with right. with LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Denzel Washington and Will Smith and you're watching it Right. right now, around you, and yet you sit in Agoura in Agoura Hills and in in Bel Air and other places, and you do nothing. Right. What are you going to do? I'm not telling you to donate all of your money right. to, to course, do that. Of course, of course. And I'm I'm really not telling you to give all your money away. Yeah. At all. Yeah. This is the resource that you have cultivated. Right. So what are you going to do with it? With it. Yeah. That 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 is my whole issue right now and that's one of the things i feel what are you going to do i don't care if you go back to high schools and have clinics to teach kids this is how you act when you get to these levels you have kids right now that by the time they get to to, to college they care nothing about their community because yep. they start separating you from the community as soon as they see you have disability yep yep which don't leads, allow that to happen which leads to a counter reaction where they instantly assume that because you're reaching for success, that you're trying to achieve whiteness. And so there's this, it's sort yes. of like, it just, it, it goes back and forth. So it's like, okay, you're already being, you're already getting this appeal that, you know, part of the, part of success is with being withdrawn from blackness. And you're hearing from people that when you go now you're, you're appealing to whiteness and, it's like, well, where does that leave you? So the the it leaves you where the only way that you cannot do that is to reject what every single person around you is saying and literally be an iconoclast and just be like, no, I I'm I'm doing this for my own. Um, right. Just even if they're mad at me, like you know, despite what they're telling me, I'm still doing this for my own. And 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 it's a it's a difficult thing, which is why again, why I stopped with the because for me to say in a seventy percent white country. Um, well, why can't we all just be one? What does that mean? It, 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 it means why don't we all just be what I think one is? Well, what if one right. is completely different? From, if, if my wife and I have a, have, have, have a child, um, that child is going to obviously be, you know, half black. And, and I'm sorry, and, God, God, I want to see you be a parent. That's, I, I really want that. I, I, I just want to hear about those PTA meetings. I was after. such I, a nightmare I, child. The idea swear, of raising a me scares me so. But the, but one I of the biggest swear, reasons, I yeah. swear I want to see that so bad. Yeah, I know everyone else does too. And uh, like, and and uh, and I just when I think of how I was as a kid, I'm like, oh, that would that's a nightmare. But anyway, that's I got all it this. all back. Yeah. I got it all back in space. Oh, I'm sure. That I gave I, my mom. That's what everyone says. Everything. So that that's what scares uh, me because I'm like, I can't get. Uh, wait, yeah. can we say spades? Ah, oh, shoot, I did it again, huh? You just stop My being bad. racial on My the bad. show. I can't um, help it. It's... It just comes out. Yeah, but we, I, I'm, we, I'm just, I can't help it. I just keep monkeying around with everything. Uh, so we, just... we, we, we don't do controversy on the show. Um, but I'm sorry. The, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, well, it's okay. But uh, I, so 
you know, but that that's the reality. So if we all become one, what if us becoming one looks a lot more black than anyone is comfortable with, <laughs> with it being? That's usually and, how it goes. And that's the thing. So the people saying let's all be one don't mean that because one let's all be one means you 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 walk towards them too you become a lot more black mm. than you're this is this was contributory to my leaving the gop right let's all be one really means let's stop being black right and and that's that's the uh and, and the thing is we're all individual people right like if 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 someone truly just wants to be their own thing and they don't want to associate with their their whiteness or their blackness right. or the, right. that's their thing and that's fine but if we live in a if we live in 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 the reality that most people um and this is what rothbard talked about most people have an in-group preference um and, right. and it's not racism it, it not necessarily racism but they just tend to uh uh have a preference for what is familiar to them and so if you're a a uh, a, a black person who had black parents who grew up in a predominantly black culture and a black this and a black that, you're going to have, more often than not, an in-group preference for that. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. If I am a... At all. If you're a white person... I am the product of what I grew up in. I, I, I spent my first few years in, in a, a suburb of, of Baltimore that was really didn't have a majority, but it definitely was not majority majority anything. Um, so there were there were people of all different colors. Uh, I, I came down here where all the other white people were into stuff I was not into. So I, I found myself sort of more hanging out with black people just because they were into things that I was into. And so I'm a product mm-hmm. of that. I'm not black and I'm, I don't pretend to be black or anything like that. But I, I, I'm the product of not really having a racial uh, if anything, having a, I find myself if, if I'm in a room, I, I'm ending up hanging out with the black and Latin people half of the time because that's sort of just been what I've always kind of gravitated right. to. I'm a product of that, so that is my in-group preference. There's nothing wrong with that, and so that's ultimately what you're advocating for. If everyone has an in-group preference, then we have to operate within that reality, and it doesn't mean that we're rejecting white people. We're just saying that what we do isn't dependent on them, and 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 and, it, and that's okay. It also means I don't have to hate you. Right, exactly. I don't. I, it's I, not. A, it's not an adversarial thing. At all. I don't. I don't have to do that. I don't. That's one of the things I've always said about my black nationalism, and I and I get why a lot of people think that because usually white nationalism means I hate you. Right. <laughs> and I understand. I don't have that. Right. I, I did a post a couple months ago. And I don't know if you remember it. I put up a picture of a tiger, a lion. A leopard and a jaguar. I don't think I saw this. The, the the four big cats. Okay. And I and I put up all of their science their their genus species. I think a I think a, a lion is Felis Leo. I think it's Felis Tigris. Felis, I forget leopard leopardus or whatever the one right, for right, jaguar right, is. Right. And I'm like, these are all cats. They're all big cats. Right. They they're they're not pumas and cougars and ocelots. They're big cats. They can roar. They they can interbreed. Right. They they are all distinctly from the the genus Felis. Right. They're all that cat, but they're not the same. Right. The lion isn't a tiger. You can mate them, and they end up with either with tigons, which tig- are smaller. Tigons or, are smaller. The ligars that are ligers that are huge. Yeah, yeah. That are gigantic. Right. And oh my god, they're huge. Right. But you you can do that because they're from the same species. Right. But they're right. not the same animal. Right. The, the the spots of the leopard, even if you look at a leopard and jaguar, you'll go, oh, I don't know how I confused the two. The jaguar is more muscular and 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 the rosettes are different on them. Right. And 
when we try to call them all just cats, you lose the uniqueness of a lion. Right. You use the you lose the uniqueness of a tiger. Right. And I said that to say, why would we want to all be just one race? Why exactly. can't we just have the beauty of who it is? Of who we are. I, as, as, yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Japanese is such a beautiful language when I'm listening to it. It's R- it's melodic. I wouldn't want them to just be English. Right. I, I everybody was so mad at Obama because he said he had heard the what do they call it? the call to prayer? Oh, the the Muslim call to prayer. The uh, there's a term. If, if for you it. hadn't just asked me, I would be able to say. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I would too. But he I, heard gonna, it. And I have I, to now look it up while you're talking. I'm sorry. Right. Go, go ahead. I've heard, okay, well, you go ahead. <laughs> right. I've heard. I've heard it, and it's beautiful. I, I, it is. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not a Muslim, and I'm not trying to be. Right. But I, I love the melody in it. I've heard. I've heard. The, I was going to say the, your the, people. The Adhan. <laughs> the Adhan. The Adhan. Yeah, that's it. That's yep. it. That's yep. it. I was gonna. I was gonna say your people, but that sounds so bad. I was gonna. I've heard. Jewish people sing on the the songs that you guys sing on the Sabbath, and you sing in in, in Hebrew, and I right, just right. think it's beautiful the to Shema hear, like and the baruchas and all that. Yeah, right, right, right. right. And, and I've seen different people. That, remember that picture years ago of that girl who was on National Geographic? She was from Afghanistan with the, with the green her. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the yeah, green. It was. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, look at those eyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want her to be just one thing i wouldn't want her to be black i like the color she is right 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 my my friend this is a little bit more of a more of a guttural note but so a little more vulgar i'm not gonna be crass but that's okay a friend and i were talking before he was a i was working i had a latino supervisor my latino supervisor had a at the time i think he he had an asian girlfriend okay they were from Nicaragua. They had moved to Utah. Half of his family was was Mormon. Half of them were Catholic. One of them was dating a black girl. One of them was dating an Asian girl. One was dating a white. And so I was like, I just want to be at your table on Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just want to see how that table is. And his, his position was, I don't care if she's black. I don't care if she's white. I don't care if she's Asian. I just care if she's fine. That's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. on a on a similar note, regarding our our friendships and our interactions with each other, I just care if you're a decent person. That's the thing. I really just care who you are. I am a nationalist, and I'm concerned with the with the with the building and the self determination and the ec- economics and the culture of my people. Right. That does not mean that I have to dislike you. Right. Right. When, and I always tell people all the time, I don't like, it's not that I don't like white people. I have a problem with white supremacy. Right. Um, that's not going to change. You have a problem the, with being told that the only way you're going to achieve greatness is through a, a, a white standard of what that means. Right. And, and, right. and, and, and here's the, because, so there's a few different things to unpack here. There is a group of people. There's this thing that people talk about the respectability politics and it irks yes. me because there is now. I think it started with good intentions. The idea that you have to be respected by white people or white culture, but it has sort of my, devolved into. My grandparents used to tell us that we had to be twice as good than than that. We had to be better. We had to be better good than for just half being, as much, or, or yeah. Yeah. Right, but that was yeah, the, however that phrase but, went, but, and I got why she said that. Right, right, but she, that's but that's also the, that's the reality right. of what it was. I mean that that's yes. reality. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. 
So, but so in this, um, in this, uh, this idea of respectability politics, they would be against what you're doing with the 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 the, the, the real G code. That this idea of being a gentleman, they would say that's you know right patriot white patriarchal whatever they would say. And, and the thing it's, it's, is, it's, it's funny you said that. That was a concern of mine when I first started looking at it. Right, but it's, it honestly but, was a concern. Being a gentleman, and then, yeah, but it's, I realized that's. Universal. It is universal, and that's exactly it. It's yes. a universal human thing, and the yes. the, the idea of behind what intersectional race, the the theory of respectability politics, what it has devolved into is that being decent, being industrious, having thrift, being a decent person is whiteness, and therefore we should reject it. That to me is is the clan must be grinning every time they hear this stuff because. because it, I- I, I don't have to do any work. I don't have to do they're anything. Gonna, they already are saying that all good things are white. They're already saying all good things are white and that therefore we should reject all good things. And that's all we, that's what we've been saying about black people is that they reject all the good white things. And it's like, right. you know, so, so I'm, that's why I'm happy to see what, what you do because it's, it, it's saying decentness isn't whiteness. I don't have to act no. like a white person to be decent. I don't have to act like a no. white person to be successful. I don't have to act like a white person to do any of these things because that is not being white. Being white is, is, a, is a cultural thing. It has nothing to do with it. It's a racial and a cultural thing. And I can be who I am, uniquely who I am, and uniquely black, not African black, black, a uniquely black American, and, and, and achieve all of the things that any person of any color or nationality would want. That that is exactly it. That's I couldn't again. Tamon Pearson, ladies and gentlemen, he's saying everything that I. He's he's saying exactly what it is. Noted, I yes, noted black nationalist Spike Cohen. Uh, right. That's that's really funny. That's 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 like Black Klansman. The, the, the sequel black is Klansman. Black Nationalist I'm, Jew. I'm, I'm that the is reverse. Uh, uh, oh, what's it? Um, the Dave Chappelle character. Oh, what's his name? Oh man. The the the, the, the announcer guy. No, the 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 black Klansman that was blind and didn't know that he was blind. Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. That was his name. Yes, Clayton Bigsby. So, um, but yeah, so uh, you, you are, are a white black supremacist. I, I, I'm a white You're... black supremacist. No, I'm a white. No, there's a difference, you... Tayman. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I was going to put you on the program with Umar. I I would love to be on a program. You know, Umar. God bless him. He drops the occasional uh, jewel that gets lost in his mm-hmm. all of his stripper stuff. But the, there's, there's uh, too much rhetoric the, in between. With I, I and unfortunately, I say the same thing about Lewis. I, there, there are things that I can take from Lewis regarding the community. Yep, there was that a, I think. There was, I wonder if I wish the church would say so I don't have to hear it from Farrakhan. From Farrakhan. The, the, uh, 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 there was something that someone posted and they were like, can you believe this? And it was him talking about self-determination and about, um, and about you know, we don't have to beg white people for this and that. And they were like, can you believe this? And I read it. And I, I watched it and I'm like, I don't disagree with anything this man just said. And it was a long, it was like a 15, 16 minute video. And I'm like, there's absolutely nothing that I disagree with in this video. And I mean, Louis Farrakhan, I certainly don't agree with him. I I certainly can't say that. Um, uh, You are, I have no way to segue this. You are uh, a, it is obvious that you are a minister. I I think just even hearing you talk and, and I love with the, 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 the real G code that to me, the, the sort of stereotypical minister that they'll take a pop culture subject and 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 segue it into the the message that they're trying to give and uh i see you do it i think it's perfect you are actually an ordained minister correct 
I am. I like to tell people that I'm a licensed minister. A licensed minister. Um, and I have a license to do ministry. Ordination usually means I'm being placed into a particular church. Okay, okay, okay. As a pastor, so I, I like to say that I'm licensed. Usually, we say ordained minister. It's it means to an actual to a specific church, right? Right. Right. And you were doing the, some. Go ahead. Go ahead. The G code. There's there's a thing that happens in the in what I call the hood. It's called the G code. It's what the gangster is supposed to do. If, mm. if you treat your woman this way, you treat right. your homies this way. That's yeah. the G code. Right, right, right. Well, that's why I said the real G code is the code of gentlemanness. Right. That's the code that you've been kept away from. The code that's telling you universally, this is how a man is supposed to act. Right. This is how a man is supposed to behave. And and flying off and, and doing some, you know, there's a way to to be what you're supposed to be without being a wuss. And that's what people have understood it with gentlemanness. They think that that means you're supposed to, you know, duck your head down and then the, um, no, there's a way to handle that. And, and if it turns into something ugly, then, you know, we handle that as gentlemanly as we possibly can. Right, right, right. And there's, so there's that narrative where there's only one of two responses. If someone, for example, calls you the N word or, or is just very obviously, uh, you know, offensive to you because of, because of being black. And one is that you just right. sort of duck your head down and, and just sort of take it and, and, and go on with your day like it didn't happen. And the other is that you, you know, go off the handle and, you know, violently attack the person and, and you know, beat them up for, for everything that, you know, white people have ever done to black people. And, and I, right. I sympathize with, I guess I sympathize somewhat to both of those, but I definitely sympathize with the idea that like just beat the slavery off of society through punching them. I get that. I kind of like mine. I'm going to beat you up with my brain so bad. Right. That you're going to regret that you ever brought ever me into that. your conversation. Yep. 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 That's my fun one. Yep. That's it. N word. That's, that's what you're going with. Yep. They were like, so many more other colorful epithets that you could have used. And that's what you're going with. I'm obviously going. not dealing with my equal. He could have called you an eight ball, apparently. You know, or, <laughs> or, or, you know, you could have went with the spade thing. I would have, I would have, I would have given you points for originality with spade. You don't you know that often but anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not it, often. You know, there's this hilarious, this hilarious back and take this famous one between Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. Yes. Where it's, it's the funniest one where, you know, the word association and Chevy Chase is saying these words and they start becoming more and more racially. Right, 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 right. And Richard is like looking and then he starts giving them back. Right, 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 right. He's right. giving them and he said, you know, one and Richard said, you know, the H word and he says it and he says it twice. Yep. You know, you know, honky and he said honky honky and then the Chevy Chase looked away and looked back said nigger richard said dead honky. dead honky yeah <laughs> i love that skit i love and i hate that that yeah. couldn't happen now snl no, no. would never oh, show dude. that now i know i hate that. under no circumstances it's funny um i was talking at the barbershop yesterday right yes i do go to the barbershop i get the rest of it cut not this part um at the barbershop they were talking about the controversy with apu from the Simpsons and how Apu has become culturally insensitive in this era that we live in. That people with Indian people have been greeted with, have I met? Come again. Come again. And all yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. Right. 
And so the sim, I think they were saying one of they were green. Maybe they wouldn't do it anymore or something to that effect. I told my friends, you do understand that means the end of Family Guy and the end of South Park in these places. And my 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 um, I call it my brother was saying, no, no, no. They're these things are not only on. They're thriving right now. They're booming. Like they're getting green lit. And I'm saying, yeah, they're they're, they're thriving, but they're not getting green lit. Nope. If Netflix greenlit one there it's gonna be gone yeah because we're now in an era where people would get mad like i I grew up on the simpsons i bailed on them a long time ago because i don't think they're funny anymore but yeah they went downhill yeah yeah way downhill yeah but like lou was funny and lou is the black guy and you know, when lou talks in this voice right I exactly they're hilarious. all stereotypes yeah ex- right it, it's all of them are like Willie, Willie nobody, the groundskeeper is like that was the one I was about to say. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm stealing from you. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm I'm with you. There's yeah. groundskeeper Willie. There was this. Um, I'm, I mean, there's been so many. South Park is worth is much more deplorable than <laughs> Simpsons are. Like South Park is like we're hitting everybody Every, hard and it's like hurting everybody. Yep, yeah, yeah. we're hitting Christians. We're hitting Jews. Yep. We're hitting Muslims. We're hitting Asians. They had a war bet- once between the triads and the Yakuza. Yep. Yep. Over yep. over the over the food area. Right, 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 they, right. They, they um they had a famous one where Cartman was gonna start a Christian boy band. And he told Token the Token's name is Token. <laughs> I know, I know. Well on Family Guy, <laughs> the reason his name is Cleveland is Cleveland Brown. Like right. That, because the Cleveland right. Brown, like, I mean, the, it, it, it's okay. Get offended but, if you want. It's a like, it's a joke. Right. Like, yeah. And Cleveland's wife, like, has, like, the biggest behind. Like, it's just, and when she talks, she rolls her head. Right, 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 right. And what we are doing, and, and we were talking about it in the shop, like, how long should you have to, like, should Michael Richards be out of work forever because he, made his tirade and and i don't know about forever i'm like you know michael richards did what he did because right. he didn't have any other reaction he's terrible at stand-up he had no that business was the thing. doing it he's a bad stand-up comedian so someone yeah. heckled him and he called him the n-word like you right. said that's proof that you had nothing in your arsenal you, you had right you had nothing and you had no business being there exactly but that wasn't your kind of comedy you're right. you're you're a pratfall comedian. Pratt, you stumble into artist. doors yep, and, yep, yep. and and say, you say you had no business behind a microphone. Right. Um, I don't know if that should happen forever. I, we were talking about it with wrestling. Um, you know, Hogan has been persona non grata for the WWE for a couple of years now. We're like, and I know Vince has wanted to bring him back. And I don't know if you can, because I don't know if the crowd will, is that forgiving of it or not? You can't right. just go around blather it. And we're wondering how long should you be kept out of your livelihood for being an idiot? Right. And I don't know. The, I don't honestly know the answer to that. I do know that doing that with Apu, that Apu has been one of the noblest people on the show. That's the thing. He's been he's, such a noble he's, character. He's been, he's been like this great guy, married. He's brilliant. Like I think they have owner? the Quickie Mart, but he's like a business owner. But I think they're like millionaires behind the yeah, Quickie yeah, yeah. Mart. Yeah, he's like super wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you I, know what I'm saying? One where he was like wealthier than Mr. Burns or something like that. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, so it's like I don't, I don't know. It's like you, you make for a. It's not as good. This isn't to me. This isn't the Bugs Bunny cartoon 
with with Daffy Duck going, please don't whip this black body. That was oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 right. That was really bad. That was a, you play, and there is no, and I'm glad that's off the air. I'm glad there's no more Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, I thought it was funny when I was eight, but you look at it now and go, God, that's so racist. Like, I still the, and, and his cousin that. was Slowpoke Rodriguez. Yeah, that's see, that, horrible. That, was, <laughs> that like played to every, but see, South Park did that. But even though South Park did it, remember they had, I don't know if you remember, but they had, they wanted to launch the killer whale into space because they thought he was an alien and they couldn't afford to go to NASA. So they went to MASA, which was the Mexican Aeronautic Space Association. Oh, Lord. And they, and, and they told them in their language that they could launch him in this, in this space for $80. You know, that's <laughs> how much it costs because they do the work cheaper than NASA does. Right, and, right, right, right. And you got to, you got to MASA and, and the rockets were there and there were chickens walking around and <laughs> people were asleep. And I'm like, you guys, I don't know how you guys are still on the air. <laughs> I really don't. And you're well aware of how bad they've done Judaism on South Park. Oh, like, it's I, which I, I, find, I know you have the I bag of gold. Carmen told me you yeah, have exactly. the bag well, of gold. I specifically wore an open chest shirt so you could see that it's it's lower than that. Um, I no, see. Yeah, I knew still, it. It's still there. It's still I knew there. it's there. It's still Carmen there. We told we you. We don't go anywhere. Yeah. We don't go anywhere with that. But uh, I knew you all had it. I love the, even I love in a society the, that doesn't use gold anymore. You guys all still walk around with your little sack of gold. Gold right and silver. There. You never know when it's going to pop off. But yeah. You, you, it's a reminder. Uh, you uh, uh, the the Jew jokes on South Park, the I, you know the the lonely Jew on Christmas song and the the, the gold and I forgot and, about the and lonely how Jew how his mother is the stereotypical Jewish woman that has to try to change society every time something offends her. Like I I just I Wait, I love everybody. Did, did you see the episode where she the people from Jersey Shore moved in and she reverted back to being the Jersey Shore Jew? No. Like she, she was like she had she was like somebody on Jersey Shore with the big hair and the <laughs> and it and I forget what her name was, but it was like a hip hop nickname That's and her shirt funny. was all tight. Oh, no, I I'm like, that. oh, this is hilarious. That is. And she funny. told Kyle he was born in Jersey. <laughs> he was not born in South Park. Well, I mean, it's obvious <laughs> listening to them talk. They're not from Colorado. But, right. Um, I wanted to ask about. Um, uh, it's, I, I saw this on your on your on your timeline. I have no idea about it, so I want you're doing something uh, called the Word for Her Ministries. H H E R. It's Monday through Friday at six in the morning. Everyone, got to get yeah, up early yeah. for it. Six in the morning. Well, six in the morning Pacific. So if you're on my time, it's right. it's nine. So it's not as bad. But um, I, I I know absolutely nothing about it. I just know you're involved, and so I'm very interested in it. Tell tell us about the, the Word for the her Word ministry. for Her Ministry is a I, I used to have a ministry called Ice Ministries, Inner City Evangelical Ministries. I've since changed that name. You have the best acronyms, by the way. I... Oh, wait, wait, you hear this one. I have a new ministry that I'm going to be working with. It's called YBG, and it's called Yeshua's Black Gentleman mm. Ministries. Okay. YB, and you see, I picked the Yeshua there. You see how I did you gotta, that? You got to go, gotta go, with the, right. go with the original. Right. You know, you know they're going to think I'm a Hebrew, you know, because of that. But, I'm fine but with that. I'm a, fine with people thinking so, you're a Hebrew. I have intentionally I not said that you're not a Hebrew Israelite for specifically. Right, right, because it happens all the time. <laughs> That's why I distinctly did the Yeshua so that they'll try to gravitate, and then we can talk. Then we can talk, exactly. And, yeah. Um, my sister ministry was, was formed by Janae Kula. It's called, it's called The Word for Her, and they specifically do a ministry toward women. It, the, their tagline is, um, is, I am my sister's keeper. Mm. And 
they've been doing what they call the 40 days to, to lasting change. And it's been based upon the story of the prodigal son. And I've been teaching that in the mornings and I'm on, I've done it for 10 days now, Monday through Friday. Cool. And there's 30 days left. See, I went to LAUSD. I know 40 minus 10 equals 30. You're doing a great so, job. I'm very, I'm, I appreciate that. This appreciate entire that. show, you've just been nailing it. I'm appreciative. You know, math is challenging, you know, so, but we've been doing that for the, and, and it's been transformative to a, for a lot of people because there are, there are things that people believe about God that it's like Freud keeps coming up being right. There are things you end up believing about God because of your upbringing from your parents. Right, right, right. So you, you may have this impression that God isn't listening to you. Right. Or he doesn't hear you because you had a parent who didn't seem to listen to you. Or you may you may think that you don't pray because God God is is angry at you and he's going to punish you because you had an angry and punishing father. Or usually it's the father, you know. But again, right, this is right, one of right. those things. But but so I've been teaching that in the morning. The word for her is her ministry, Janae Kula, and she teaches it. Okay. And she is the head of it. She is the pastor of it. Oh, so and she's do, you just do the devotional then, I guess? Yes. I, oh, I, I was okay, doing okay, the okay. devotional at first. Okay. And now I'm doing the lesson. Oh, okay. When this is done, though, I am considering one of my own. If I'm on with them from 6 to 6.30, I'm considering one for men from 6.30 to 7. I haven't decided yet. You got to come up with the acronym first of all. What what the the acronym for the the something? Memo. Well, YBG. I, I picked. Oh yeah, that. that's right. That's right. You already have the YBG. YBG. That's Yeshua's black gentleman. Now, what does the and H? What does the H E R stand for? H E R. Oh, her doesn't stand for anything. That's their. Oh, thing. it's just how they did the H E R. That's the word for her. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, it's okay. it's it's a specific. The ministry is specifically toward women. Towards women. Okay. For women finding their own voice, a lot of times. You know, and, and I'm not one for a, a lot of liberalism in, in Christianity at all, but I, I can recognize that that sometimes patriarchy has kept women from having a voice. That we've basically said, sit down, shut up, obey your husband. Right. Uh, and, you know, and, and, women, and we always and have the verses about women keep silent in churches and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and a lot of times women aren't able to speak out. And also, and so, also while content, while increasingly neglecting the male part of that which is yes you're supposed to be submissive we're supposed to provide for you yes like like the, there's a reason that you're supposed to submit because you know you're busy helping us run things behind the scene while we do protect you from harm yes. and provide shelter for you and and the children we create like it's not just submit to me because i have a penis it's there's a, there's right. a whole message be, right. submit to me because i am you know, protecting you from the you know ravaging hordes and 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 providing for you so that you can live in the comfort to nurture children in. So there's a whole whole anyway. I'll I'll let you go. I'll let you go. R.C. Sproul and his son. God, I miss R.C. Sproul. Yeah. R.C. Sproul was my favorite um, teacher, mm. and he passed away in December. And he um, taught about patriarchy about what biblical patriarchy is right his son right. teaches more extensively on it but Sproul has taught about it it's in it's saying that in your home you are to be priest prophet and king priest meaning you speak to god on behalf of your family right prophet being you speak to your family on behalf of god mm. and king to put it the way i've put it 
to make it a little clearer, you basically are the prime minister of God. You okay. rule in God's stead. You are to set up a government in that house in God's name. Right. You are to rule as he would rule. You are to do what he would do. Right. That means you must protect. You must provide. Right. You must you must administer judgment. You must love. You must do everything. People think king means sit on a throne and say, Just tell bring me grapes. Right. right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. yes. Yeah, part of it. The throne. <laughs> you get the grapes, too. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with the grapes. But. If the economy is not booming, we don't get grapes. We don't get on grapes, exactly. No, ex- <laughs> <laughs> there's no cra- if, What you get is a violent revolution. If if it gets bad exactly enough, what your wife get. comes and beat you, beat you up because the the king yeah. screwed up, you get a revolution. It, yeah, you know, you know what happens to kings when when the people revolt? They get deposed, exactly. Yeah. They get replaced by or, another or, king, exactly. Or executed. Yep, they get they get executed, and another <laughs> king uh, uh, takes their. It's like in the Lion Kingdom, where you know. The, yes. the, the male lion screws up. Another male comes in and kills there them, goes. eats their children, and and goes about the day. So I mean, you know, so so if, right. if you want to say you're a king, you really want to you really want to take on all the responsibilities of kingship, which include the possibility right. that that your wife might uh might hurt you. She will depose you. She'll depose you. And, and she she and and the other citizenry. She, yeah, will she depose and, you. She and the citizens of your household will will take over, and it'll be your fault. Um, so be a good king. Exactly. So be a you, good king. You are, you're to lead in 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 worship. You are to lead. David didn't lead in the temple. He led by example. The, if you remember in the law, it says that the king has to have his own book of the law so he right. can follow it. Yep, exactly. Like you, you are the prophet leads because he speaks to you on behalf of God. Right. The priest leads because he speaks to God on behalf of you, right. and the king leads because you administer and worship. And it, uh, you you administer on behalf of God and you worship on behalf of the people. Right, right. Which, so is, what, it's, which is what Romans 13 is about. When people try to use Romans 13 to justify uh, border control or whatever, it has nothing to do with the secular state. The, the, no. The, the godly authority is your... Is your pre is your preacher is your 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 husband your father your or your mother your what I mean I'm not, not even trying to use yes. gender roles here it's it's the person who is doing what Romans thirteen says they're supposed to do and yes. is, is is acting as 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 like you said governing in God's stead governing on the authority governing. of God that's what that's what Romans thirteen godly authority is yes it is does not mean that whatever that government does is sanctioned by God. <laughs> I don't understand how you can't see that. And then I'll say something like, "Okay, well, if that." And, and here's where I get them, and I don't want to go off on a rabbit hole on a rabbit hole right. of this. Um, which is rabbit hole a racial? I, 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 no, I, no, I, no, I'm no. Questioning. No. We've never term. been called rabbits. <laughs> well, I, I don't know anymore because someone was saying something about like I'm not going to go into that briar patch, and people were like, "That's racist." Well, I, I get the briar patch though, but the, the, but the briar, briar patch that's... wasn't the racial part. It was the the tar baby, right? So right, but then Brer Rabbit. That's the whole. Ah, ah I see what you did there. The, instead Brer of the Ra- press, see, it's, mm. it's all racial. I don't know what God. I can say anymore. I gotta remove. I, I, we can't go down rabbit holes. What about the molehill? What about molehill? We good with moles? There's a connotation with moles. They're earthy. It's dark. No. Dark. Hmm. I, that's hmm. I, I don't know what to say. Segway. Now. Let's stick with segway. Yeah. With segway. Segway. Works. Let's segway. Um, we don't want to go on an unnecessary segue. We don't want to go into an unnecessary segue, but what I will say go. is that if you believe that Romans 13 is telling you to do everything the government says, then the founders were 
rejecting God yep. and, because they re rebelled against their government. They and, rebelled. The, the founders never should have did the revolution. The founders should have because the, the British government was acting in God's stead with the tax on the tea, clearly and the tax on everything else. The fugitive slaves needed to have just stayed where they were because the law exactly. said that they needed to stay where they were. The the Jews should have never resisted the Holocaust because the Oops. Nazis were put in place by God. And Jim uh, Crow I mean, was one hundred percent. With the re rebelling against the Jim Crow laws, the Civil Rights Act was an act against God. Every time, they, every time the U.S. government uh, funds the destabilization of a foreign power, they are going against God's yep. authority. I mean, it's just it's yep. the stupidest art. Anyway, I, so I'm not going to go down that so, non-racial segue. I, I, I'm going to run down that segue for you real quick. <laughs> okay. I will boldly go down the rabbit hole. Okay, the law is God. That's the thing. The law, the law is, is God. God. Exactly. I Whatever I once I sign, and once it, the bill becomes signed, it and an apotheosis is that what we say? It, it it's what happens in the law. It is transcended right. above human, and it has become God, which, which is essentially what most Americans believe anyway. Which is they why just, they will why they will simultaneously talk about their God given rights and then explain why illegal aliens shouldn't be able to vote or have guns. And it's like yeah. and it's like okay. Uh, and meanwhile, voting is not a, a, a right, but 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 having guns, having property, being able to not be physically removed from your property, they'll say, well, but but that's and it's like, OK, so then you don't believe it comes from God or you believe that God is the government. And I think you've stumbled upon it. They believe that God is the government. So the government is God. Yeah. So, I mean, we could have a, a, another seven hour episode about that. I just want to while Pretty I much. still have you because I, I don't know how long I have you for. I just wanted to go over a couple of of, of the kind of current events to, to see your thoughts on it. And I hate this because I did not want to be the guy who says, I'm going to bring on the black guy and talk about nothing but racial stuff. <laughs> but the problem is, uh, Timon, the problem is that literally every subject I found except for one had at least some racial component to it. So please forgive me. What I'm going to do is lead... I, I think race has a lot of what we have to do in society that's today. The, that's the problem. Like, it, it, every single... There were some stuff like, you know, Stormy Daniels. And stuff. Like, I, I don't give a crap about Stormy Daniels. Like, I, I, none of that intrigues me. I know it doesn't you. Like, I don't care about Stormy Daniels or, or, or any of that. The one thing that possibly did intrigue me that had, as far as I can tell, no racial element to... Uh, John McCain is white. No, John McCain yes. is uh, John. John McCain is a white man. Uh, no, John McCain, as you as you as you uh, may have noticed, he he died recently. And there was this brouhaha, which I haven't even followed, but I saw that you did. So I'm going to ask you about it. That he died, and then after he died, I guess Trump either didn't lower the flag at the White House, okay. or he only did it for a hot minute, and then he put it back okay. up, and yeah. he, then there was it's some kind of outrage, and he put it back down, and you yeah. posted about it, and I'm like, I'm just going to let Tamon break this down for me, because I, I, I haven't it, followed it. I'm not it, really... It just, it just goes back to the, the cartoonishness <laughs> of American politics right. sometimes. It's right. like, okay, Trump, I mean, um, McCain passed away. Right. The federal law states that the president then can issue an order okay and and they had a list for if, if whichever person dies how long the flag should be lowered at half staff right and i believe the the law states i think it was two days or whatever okay he did that and then he raised it back up like i right, I, I was supposed to do legal, and i raised right, it back right, up right there was an outcry because well, Obama did it for this long for for Ted Kennedy and 
Bush did it for this long for Robert Byrd or whoever it was who right, passed right, right. away. I don't remember. An- another great and, person to remember in society. Right, right, right. And, and Kennedy, by the way, was one of the ones where I stopped being mad when conservatives die and people get all out of bunch and say oh all kind of mean stuff. I'm like, you guys need to stop because when Kennedy dies, I said it back then, you guys are going to have a lot of nice stuff to say. Right, and sure right, enough, right, right, right. Conservatives went ballistic with how much evil stuff they said about Kennedy. Right, and I, so and, yeah, and and I'm no fan of of John McCain, but it's not on a partisan thing. I don't care what party he was in. He's he he took no. part in in so much. He was an advocate for the both the mass murder that happened, and I mean he wanted us to go into nuclear war with Russia. So I mean, if you, if you think about the mil- billions of people that could have died if John McCain had gotten his way. Um, so I, I certainly, uh, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I voted for McCain, but I, I voted for McCain cause I was voting against Obama. Right. So I, I would, no, I, I, vo- I voted, voted for, for McCain the... in a way. I voted for McCain. In a right. Way. Actually, and, I voted and... for, I, showing where I was, I voted for Sarah Palin and hoped McCain would die soon after becoming president. So I, 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 I just I, showing I, where I was in my, in my uh, mind state. I if was... you want to really know my first Republican I voted for when I voted for, for Dole in 96, okay. that was my hope, that Dole would step down or die because he was old, and Kemp. And Jack Kemp would become. And Jack Kemp would take over. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I liked Kemp. Yeah. I didn't like Dole. Didn't like Dole. Um, yeah, I actually, again, there was a sticker. I think I had the sticker. Or it, I either had the sticker or saw something, and it said, um, it said McCain, but in bigger letters it said Palin, and under that it said, just a heartbeat away. And that was the that was the the the, the tagline. Hilarious. So, but so that's so, hilarious. But yeah, like you said, it's it's, uh, it's a cartoonishness about the whole thing. It was. I mean, you, everybody who was going on and pining about McCain now and what a great person and passed away. I, I said, if all of y'all would have said this in '08, Obama wouldn't have been president. <laughs> now you're you all this weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth right. that that happens now. Right. Like, and, and it's because you. I've heard people saying, oh, my God, I miss George Bush so much. Really? 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 I still remember you, you, the George Bush with the Hitler mustache stuff. And, man. Bush was so, Hitler. And now you miss yes, him because of Trump. You miss him because of Trump. Because of Trump. And, and I, I hate to say this, and, and people hate when I say this. I hate to say this. It, it, it's like there's – I'm a real movie buff in case you can't tell. Mm. I just keep – that's why I'm so disappointed. That's why you're so disappointed in me, exactly, right? So so much. It's like <laughs> I'm I'm seriously reconsidering our friendship. I really am. I, I reconsider um, my friendship with myself on a daily basis. It's you should. Like, right, you should. Right. These are things you should ponder. No. There's a line the the beginning monologue in the departed is just such a great monologue that Jack Nicholson delivers. He and one of his lines is the one of the ones I always use for, for black nationalism where he says, nobody's going to give it to you. You're going to have to take it. Right. The first line in the movie is, I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. And he says later on in that same monologue, he said, they used to tell us when we were kids, we could either be cops or we could be criminals. And I say, when you're staring down the barrel of a loaded gun, what's the difference? Right. And then, well, Trump is so much worse than how Bush was. How? How? Because he's nicer? Because, because Bush was nicer? Because Obama was nicer. Yeah. And it, Obama, I said that to people all the time. Oh Obama was so much greater than Trump. How? Where? 
like the 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 woman where she's doing the viral video and she's like where and they're like because so i guess someone said she was wearing it i'm like it was yeah. like obama was yeah. there i'm like where where it's the like, same it's, it's really the same person i'm sorry black unemployment is down it was going it down was already going obama. down that whole th- I, <laughs> stupidest thing I, okay i get it yes it's true but the, the economy it, does one it, of these. It is it is influenced by the Federal Reserve and by government. It is not influenced yes. by individual politicians. Did the tax cuts help? The tax cuts help. Presidents have but, almost no influence on the economy, or whether it's the especially the bubble. You can they can do little things. Yeah, they can but, make the bubble keep getting a little bit bigger, but it will eventually burst, and there's nothing they can do about it. It, it, Absolutely nothing. Nothing. When this bubble burst that we're in now, when this bubble burst in, check my watch. What? Two and a half years? I'm being nice at two whenever, and a half. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Because cause it's going to burst. It's what it does. That's what bubbles do. It's an equity bubble <laughs> that's based on <laughs> it, it speculate. It's based on endless printing of fiat currency, which means it's oh built my on God. worthless We, we could do a whole other show forever on the dangers of fiat currency right, right of where we are yeah yeah so but um yeah so back back to mccain real quick it was it was it was silly trump could have let the all right keep keep the flag up for a week instead of being petty as he is he is petty, petty. why are you guys acting like you're surprised the most at the pettiness president in history you're yeah. now shocked that he's like this like how are you surprised John, Donald Trump, they do these celebrity roasts all the time on Comedy Central. Right, right, right. High freaking hilarious. Right. Trump ag- agreed to be roasted a few years back. Yeah. And it was one of the funniest ones. I still can't believe that he decided to do it. You're like the thinnest skinned dude in the world. Yeah. And you let everyone take the, they took the worst shot. Well, actually in a roast, they roast other people worse. Right. Like one of the jokes you know how they say, they say jokes at a roast where nobody laughs; they just all kind of go, "Ooh." Yeah, it's just yeah, it's all it's all gut punches, right? Right. What did she say? She was like, "God, you have the worst hair. Look at your hair. If your hair got any worse, you'd be living in Florida, married to Kelly Preston, pretending not to be gay." God. And I said, <laughs> "God," and, and my wife went. I don't get it. I said they're talking about John Travolta. Right, she right, said right. John Travolta's gay. <laughs> she still doesn't believe that one. She man, really, I, I don't know what to tell you there. She, I don't know what to tell yeah. you there. But um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't stuff like that. And they hit it kind of hard too. I, I watched that recently, and they and I saw the Snoop the Snoop Dogg one where Snoop Dogg was Snoop roasting it, and I'm like. Man, he hit him. I mean, he was respectful, but he hit him. He hit him, he hit him harder than you would. Donald Trump ran for president because Obama made fun of him at the right White House correspondence dinner. That's what started yep. that. All that. Yep. This is the most thin-skinned president. That's it. Like, like ever. And, but when I tell people all the time, and I've heard people on the left and the right say this, right? And you be like, "Well, anybody can be president." There you go. There you go. Because it doesn't this matter. What it doesn't matter, exactly. This is what happens when you make somebody president that has never been groomed for the position. That they've just been rich, and they've been a jerk their entire life, and they think they can buy their way into wherever they want to go. And, and, you, and, and you just rewarded that. Yep. You just rewarded everything that they think. And nothing, changes like, for, and nothing really changes for your life anyway, because it doesn't matter. No. 
I, I make that argument when I deal with people too here, where they like they want to blame Trump for everything that happens to them bad here in Los Angeles. And I say, you live under a Democrat city council with a Democrat mayor, with a Democrat county supervisor, with a Democrat state senator and a Democrat state assemblyman, with a Democrat congressman and a Democrat senator in a state run by a Democrat governor. And you're blaming Trump. Trump. Trump did it. Trump's been in office since January uh, 20th of, 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 of last year. Prior to right. that, L.A., I've never, I've never been to L.A., but I, I presume that prior to that moment, L.A. was utopia? Pretty much. No, yeah. it was not. Yeah, how about that? So that's the thing. So, uh, But you're under eight, la- eight layers of Democrat of Democrats. rule, and you're still blaming Bush or you're blaming Trump. You did have this guy in between. You conspicuously don't blame for anything. I, I now, I, wait before you tell me that one. Watch this one. Here's the fun part. This is the part of fun part about being in the middle. Yeah, because you can tell it's all these liberal policies. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, San Jose is running pretty okay. Boston's running okay. Yeah. Um, I can point out a whole lot of liberal states that are running okay. Right. It's not the liberal thing or the conservative thing it's the corrupt thing it is it is it's 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 how much it really boils down to this in my mind anyway how much is that government or the various layers of government allowing the market to do its thing yeah or yeah or conversely because this happens as well how much is that government robbing from as much of the surrounding areas as possible and handing off to people. Those are the only two right. ways that government can influence how the economy is doing in a local area is, is either by Which, letting the market do its thing or confiscating from others and, and, and handing it. And, and it's only one of those is sustainable. Only letting the market do its thing is what's going to actually sustain real wealth that doesn't you know burst. And that is why California used to do good. Right. Because you had Silicon Valley and Hollywood, right. and you let the market do its thing. You let the market do its thing, exactly. But the more you take, the more you continue to take from those who are letting, who are the ones contributing to it, yep. the less it will continue to boom. Right. Well, and they head to Texas. So, I mean, the, 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 so. And one day, I hate to say it, I love Texas. I, I, if I could drag my wife to Houston, I would. She wouldn't go. And I like, I like being married to her, so we can't. But it's either marriage or Texas. Right, right. Yeah. So we're staying here until until my wife eventually looks at her check and goes, they're taking 80 percent of my check. Right, 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 right. Then we're then we'll then probably head into Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or somewhere else in the south where it doesn't go down this way. Myrtle Beach. But eventually it's going to happen to Texas, too. Oh, it's going to go. Everywhere. They're going to see it's going to. It's going to happen. That's everywhere. that's that's the problem with. Because it's not and about is, it's not about Democrats. It's about collectivism. Republicans yes. are the biggest are just as big. Republican politicians and most Republican voters are every bit as collectivist. You just have to phrase it differently. Instead of mm-hmm. calling it fairness, you call it patriotism. Instead of calling yeah. it queer equality, you call it strength. And vice versa. Instead of calling it, it strength, you call it equality. And instead of calling it patriotism, you call it fairness. You use catch it, it, terms that are meaningless to and couch it couch what your real objective is which is to r- rob people of their agency and their personal I- personal uh rights and, and identity and and property and and force it into a collective and to whatever degree you do that you're going to fail in california i i used to say the same thing back when i was running i mean back when i was not running i wouldn't 
I really wouldn't. I'd be wasting my time. Right. But I used to ask people all the time, what's the difference between taxing and spending and borrowing and spending? You're still spending. You're still spending. You're still taking money that's not yours. Exactly. It's still going to end up collapsing later. It's going to Is it going to collapse now or is it going to collapse in three years? It, the, the, the levy is going to break. Yeah. And you're, and you're either Why stealing, don't we fix you're, the levy? You're either stealing from their purchasing power directly by taking their money, mm-hmm. or you're stealing from their purchasing power through endless printing of fiat notes that makes what they what they make worthless. And like you said, we could have an, we could talk for seven weeks about that. So I mean, it, yeah. So it, it's very interesting. So all of these other subjects I hate are at least somewhat racial. But literally, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I spent Go for three it. days like looking for interesting stuff, and and I'm like. Nothing else is interesting that's that's not doesn't have an interesting race. So I'm just going to go right into it. South Africa. Okay. South Africa. <sighs> you may or may not okay. have heard, but a while back, um, there were some um, white people that went into South Africa and uh, basically, I heard this. basically take it took it over, uh, took the land over and, and subjugated the people for a couple centuries. And didn't uh, they have some policy in place? Yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, apartheid. And uh, yeah, that's you know, okay, what so it was you've called. heard of this. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. Yeah, so yeah. we're on the same page. Um, and so uh, you know, they, they, uh, you know, you, segregation on steroids. Basically, uh, it right. finally ended uh, in the 1980s. And, and and the reason it lasted so long is because the Soviets were against yep. apartheid, which meant that the U.S. government had to knee-jerk reflexively support yep. the, the, the Boer white government. The What was the guy's name? Uh, the the, clerk, the, the, the that, government. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that sink in the, for a minute. The, that, uh, the Cold the, War was more important. More than, important than the than the 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 the, the agency and and rights right. of tens of millions of of uh, yeah. people who happen to be black. Um, but the so so now so apartheid ends. Uh, I could have told you this a long time ago because this is the reality of power. The reality of power is that you have a bunch of people who have been subjugated, and you tell them we're going to let you have equality now. We're going to let you vote. We're going to let you whatever. Their initial reaction is, oh, thank you so much. And they go yeah. in, and all the talk is reconciliation, and they're very happy. And they're, yeah. you know that they're they're they now have positions of power in the same. By the way, this is the exact same government that was set up by the de Klerk government, by or actually before de Klerk, by the by the Boers, by the by the the segregationists, by the apartheid. It's just now black people are in charge. It's the exact same government. It's the right. exact same Congress. Same government. Same structure. Same framework. Same, same abilities. Structure. Same. They did change the Constitution basically to let black people have you know stuff too. But for the most right. part, this is the same government that was able to do a, a little, Everything little, that little they bit did. of foreshadowing here. The same government that was able to do what the apartheid government did in an 80% yep. black country. Yep. 85%, well over 80% black country. South Africa is considerably more black than the U.S. is white, put it that way. Yes. And and it is their yes. land. It is historically the land of the Zulu and the and the, and all the various yes. other the tribes that are there, unlike the U.S., which is the, the product of, of white people who came here and, and colonized it. So, right. so I mean, right. it is as black as black gets in every sense of the word. And now they're in charge. And yet, because of the, the realities, the economic realities... Uh, previously, white people still have the, even though they make up only like 15% of the population or something like that, 12%, whatever it is, uh, they have the majority of the wealth um, because they are the descendants of people that stole everything. And right. um, and so, hmm, so we're in a democratic system where the majority wins. The majority is overwhelmingly black. 
or the overwhelming majority is black. I guess they're overwhelmingly black too. I don't know if that's pretty much. Bad, I don't know if that's Pretty a bad much. thing to be overwhelmingly black, but they're but they're black. No, I'm not. They black. I consider myself overwhelmingly black. <laughs> I am. Th- th- my lighting shows that I am overwhelmingly white. We we embrace who we are, but uh, I, I wouldn't say overwhelmingly. We got a little color, little color. That's around your that's stubble. Um, that's hair. Oh, yeah, well, that's hair. So, yeah. um, which is why I have any color. But uh, it, it, okay. this, this is a, a funny side note. I have uh, I got a vitiligo uh, spot here, uh, which happened sometime in t- 2016. I, yeah, you can't see it. It's there. Mm. I only noticed it after I got some sun. And then I started looking back at pictures and realized that it happened around sometime in 2016. I must have had some kind of autoimmune reaction and, 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 and had vitiligo. I am so white that I went roughly two years with vitiligo. Without noticing. That is the funniest zero thing. Pigmenta- vitiligo, ladies and gentlemen, is when zero when, 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 when the, 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 your immune system yes. attacks uh, the, the melanin-producing uh, uh, whatever in your skin and causes these spots. Sometimes it's progressive where it gets worse and worse. Mine was just a one-time single attack, um, which right. apparently wouldn't have mattered because zero my, – my, my natural skin tone is so barely removed from zero pigmentation. Anyway. That so you didn't even I notice. I didn't even notice. That is how white I am that I didn't. That is so overwhelmingly white. You might be overwhelmingly you, I'm, white. I'm, I'm checking with the judges. Is it true? Yes. You are now the whitest person I have ever met. F- very possibly. Yes. I, I, it would not it, surprise it, it me. Is there. It would not surprise me. Um, and it's scary because uh, my, uh, uh, my dad's uh, father uh, was, um, half Egyptian and was very dark. So I don't know what happened. You want to talk you about overwhelming whiteness. Yeah. You had the RR, the big, big R, big R, little R, big R. You have the little R, little R. I am pure right recessiveness. There. I am all it's overwhelmingly good. recessive. Anyway, so, 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 okay. South Africa, democratic country, majority wins, overwhelmingly black. Yes. And the white minority has all of the wealth. Yes. Hey, what do you think is going to happen? Science. Eventually, what's going to happen is exactly what happened. So, un- totally unrelated news: um, the South African government has been moving to start seizing land from white farm owners. Uh, to uh, basically, it will be owned by the government and licensed out uh, to um, to uh, black people, to black South Africans that that you know will basically petition. They'll they'll I guess it's like a grant writing process, basically where they'll they'll appeal to to for them to be able to use the land or whatever. Now there's there's a couple. Imagine things, that. Imagine that. So there's a couple of, yeah, government control. How about that? Um, right. A couple things to note here. Uh, this plan originally came from a, a party within the South African Congress called the EFF, the Economic Freedom Front. They are a Marxist group. Okay. Um, it is important to note a couple of things here. Or actually, one thing. Um, this is phase one for the EFF is to is for the government mm-hmm. to seize land from white people. Um, the second phase is for the government to seize the land from everyone else too, because they mm-hmm. are a, they, they are a Marxist. That's what Marxism does. That's what Marxism is: is total collectivization of all property. And so, mm-hmm. and I try to tell people that. And, and it may or may not happen because the EFF is not in charge. This was their plan that they put forward in the ANC, the African National Congress, uh, who, who was in charge, kind of co-opted it. And now it's their thing. Phase two more than likely may never happen it, or, or, or it may happen. But my point and the reason they're starting with with the, uh, you know, doing it for the, for the, the, the whites is because 
that's the reality of power. The reality of power right. is that black people have the power. And uh, back when the white people had the power, what did they do with it? Now the black people had the power. Look what they're doing with it, which is why I don't shed a lot of white tears about what's happening there right now. I shed, right. I shed tears at government seizing private property. If, if, if someone had told me that they were going to... Um, in fact, let me get your opinion on you're You're my guest. Let me get your opinion on this first, and then I'll, I'll weigh in. Your opinion right. on this whole subject. Um, you know the you know the phrase. We get it at, from we we attribute it to acting all the time. Right. Power, power corrupts. Right. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. This was inevitable that it was going to happen when they came into power. Not only because that's the nature of power, but because that's why. During the colonial era in America, you black people could be arrested for discussing Haiti. You could be arrested for discussing a black the, the Haitian country. revolution against the French. Yeah. yeah, you could be in trouble for discussing it. Mm. the 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 premise behind the Great White Hope of Jack Johnson, according to Jack London, the the writer of the Call of the Wild, was. You can't let this black guy keep beating up white people because <laughs> it'll let black people think that's okay. That they can that they can they're better than they are and they'll rise up and they'll take everything from us and possibly just beat up white people, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. Jack Johnson wasn't interested in beating up black white people outside the ring. He was interested in sleeping with white women outside the ring, which is just as bad for white supremacy. So. Actually, that's actually worse for white supremacy is 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 creating uh, is taking white women and creating uh, 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 half half black uh, uh, children. I I have a theory that I have said before, and this is is just a segue away from this real quick, and then I'll get right back to South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the reasons why you have so many wealthy and powerful black men who are pro black in what they do, right? Um, a Bill Russell, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a a Bob Marley, a people who are very, very much pro-black, right. marry right. white women or have kids with white women. Right. I, I honestly think it's a latent form of a black supremacy theory. Like the not, like it, it's not just of white people. Yeah. Yes. I have taken your best and brightest and given her my child. Your white woman is mine now. Yes. Take Man, that, I, nation Bedford Forest. Exactly. Take that, white nation. I, right. I have blackened your nation. I, that's not, but that's, I, I, I want to say something because the, the, the implication could be that, uh, for those who don't know, my wife is black. And um, yes. I don't want the implication here for people to think that it's possible that that's, I, you know, married a, I a, a black woman to. And I don't think that's what you've done. I've I been, don't think I've been chasing the black woman dragon for 20 years now. I, yeah. I'm not, I haven't fully impacted. It I think what happened is. In middle school, black women matured first. Like the black girls matured first, and That's so the, yeah. the white girls yeah, still huh. looked like girls, and the black women looked like almost full-grown women. At like sixth and seventh and eighth grade, at like eleven and twelve, and and you were ruined ever since. And I. Ruined. ruined i understand I, you know why has it got to be ruined i i, I because I, you 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 deal with because i'm married to her <laughs> oh you just mean ruined in the sense of yeah okay okay i see what you're saying yeah. i thought you meant it was ruined because it was a black woman I'm like, 
that's no, 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 no. Ruined because um, it was women. Period. Yeah, they... no, I was, I, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I, I've chased ever since. So no, I, but yeah. I think there is an aspect to it of like, yeah, okay, well, you're white woman's mind now, so you know, it, 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 and and we're gonna have black children. I, <laughs> like we're gonna have I black children so. with mean, your like, white woman. Richard Pryor was like, you know, he was vehement in his stand up, like about what black people could be doing and what white people were doing. And he right. had like a bunch of white wives. Um, uh, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Donald, was, Donald, was, Donald Glover, uh, Childish Cam- Gambino, uh, right, has been right. very outspoken on stuff. And his, his wife's white. Um, and you have that all the way across this perspective. And I honestly think this, is, this isn't a case of... A, a friend of mine once brought it up. He said, well, at the time when you were in the 50s and the 60s, the, the standard of what... Uh, a beautiful woman was was the Playboy Bunny, right? And so, therefore, that's what they saw as the icon of it. All right, I can kind of get that. Yeah, but you you had a, uh, I mean, you had <laughs> what's the chick's name? How am I forgetting her name? You had a Pam Greer <laughs> or a Playboy Bunny. Hmm. Pam, Foxy <laughs> Brown, all day. Let me think about this. No, there's nothing to think about. Think about. (laughs) So there's nothing from a male perspective. I'm sorry. No, I mean, look at if there was a once a European standard of beauty, and there may be aspects of the European standard of beauty. I think hair that's still a very big, you know, European dominated. There's still, you know, the the whole the thing with there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Um, But um, look at a Kardashian. Who you know the Kardashians are this model of white people, although Armenians mm-hmm. would say they're not white, but Caucasians, literal Caucasians, okay. who what are Caucasian? who literal are spending, Caucasian. literal Caucasians uh, <laughs> from the actual Caucasus, who are spending millions of dollars to plump up and in, enhance everything that, in many cases, naturally comes on on to, on to more color. appropriate. Yeah, yeah. What what? Right. I mean, look at. Everybody, Marilyn Monroe, who was looked upon as a standard, was like a size fourteen, right? In 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 her life, and had Sophia full, Loren, and had full was, lips, and yep, yep, right, yep. Sophia Loren, yep. Um, yep. Angelina Jolie, yep. and the lip thing, yep. Yep. Um, Spike Cohen with his I, full lips for some reason. That's the one thing I am so extremely white, and yet I and no one in my family has these lips. I don't. I, that's, that's that's the Egyptian. That's the Egyptian. I have that's the one that's thing my, that you got. That's not the. That's, the, that's not the only thing. But uh, 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 but yeah, so <laughs> so um, so yeah, we, family show, ladies. Yeah, and gentlemen. yeah, family show. We're going. We're, we're not going to do like uh, Trump at the debate. But um, no. yeah, so so yeah, so I I, that, but that's that's like that's the reality of what's going to happen in that situation with with if if you me, if, me... if we live together and you've stolen from me and one day due to various you know uh, uh, unrest and whatever else you go okay you know what let's be equals now and I go okay. And we're living in my house. And I go, wait a second. This is my house that you stole. You still live here. You're still in the master bedroom. This still that's still your kitchen. Um this is my house now. Right? I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it the way we say it in the neighbor in the hood. 
run me back my house. Right. And that's and that's what's happening. And it and, and this yes. is also I mean, this speaks to what statism does. Stat statism is why white people went there and did all this stuff in the first place. Instead of letting yes. the market do what it does and, and come up with ways to collaborate with people and create a an, a, 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 a voluntary association that where you're growing the pie for everyone, they're like, No, we're taking all this and we're gonna make a, a country out of it and make our own state and tell everyone what to do. Well, now you're, you know what happens. Now your you know what happens. Now your descendants what are, when you abuse children. They when you back. abuse children, yep. they grow up and abuse their children. Right, and they might abuse you too if yep. you become feeble. So you know now you you've created yes. this reality, and now your descendants are dealing with the reality that you set in place there, which is that you exactly. created this status society that told everyone what to do and subjugated them, and and it had total power to do anything it wanted, and now the people that they subjugated are in charge and are doing the same thing to them. This is the monster that you created. created this, is, yeah. this is the same thing. We talked about this before on my page. Remember, could we discuss this with Mugabe? Right. Yes, with Mugabe. Right. When I discussed it regarding the idea of what I see as, as institutional racism. Right. And how when you hear black people say all the time that white black people can't be racist, what they mean is that you can't be institutionally racist. They don't mean you can't call somebody something racially insensitive. Right. That's a lie. Uh, ev everybody can do that. Right. What they usually mean is that I cannot affect your wealth, your property, your life, your liberty. Right. The, the, the same way that white supremacy can affect ours. Right. And so make no mistake. This is racist. What's happening in South Africa. They have the power the to same be way institutionally was racist. The same way it was racist, what happened in Zimbabwe. Exactly, yep. And I, and all I have to say about it is reap the whirlwind. This is, this is, the, this is the monster you created, Dr. Frankenstein. Yep. You, have, you, should, you should actually feel fortunate that it has only happened in Zimbabwe and South Africa. And, and I'll say this part. While it is... Is, in my opinion, you stole from them. It is justified that they steal it back from you. They're not going to keep it. Marxism isn't going to let them keep it. It's going to fall apart, it, and you're going to end up having it all back over again because you still have uh, enough of your wealth outside of the country. You'll be able to come back. It's going right. to fail. It, it unless in unless someone it comes in, in and teaches them that you seize this, but Marxism is going to collapse anyway, and you'll right. give it all back. Yep. Yep. Unless someone comes in and teaches them that, or... They do what happens with a lot of these socialist Marxist places. They go halfway and stop yep. and say, hey, 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 you know, <laughs> this, this Marxist thing, we'll end up losing some of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> China. Yeah. So China, it, Vietnam, Vietnam has Vietnam. been booming economies right now um, Man, entirely um, because they've liber they're liberalizing their economy. Cuba. Cuba. Um, I, it was funny when you were talking earlier about the books, about the audio books. I've listened to one audio book in my lifetime, and it was maybe the first half, the first third of World War Z by, by um, is it Brooks, Matthew Brooks, Matt Brooks? Matt Brooks is the son of, of what's the guy, Blazing Saddles? Oh, Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah. 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 He's the son of him, and he made this zombie novel that is so much better than the movie oh, okay that that it, it's it does it, you can't you couldn't do a movie with this and do it justice you'd mm. have to do a four-year series oh wow okay but i was listening to that on audio 
and one of the things that happened in the zombie apocalypse that happened in World War Z is Cuba became the most powerful nation in the world because Americans, um, capitalists from America, fled America to go to Cuba an had natural right. Cuba had natural defenses, so they could they could patrol their land better than everyone else could. When America continued to collapse. Cuba had things to trade and they had money. And what happened is the people from America came and kind of took over right. the, the communist. They, they got rid of the communist economy, right. made it a capitalist booming economy that was safe for all. And it had the highest economy in the world. That's funny. That's actually yeah, plausible. That's because Cuba is also the biggest island in the, in the Caribbean, too. Right. So that, oh. right. And I would recommend if you ever get around to doing it, you should do World War Z. Because not not the movie, well, the book. No, not the movie. The movie is a standard zombie movie with yeah, Brad Pitt. I, I, it's I, pretty I, good. Yeah, I saw the movie. It's, it was good. It was action packed, but it, it has it didn't have substance. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing on the social economic stuff that's in the novel World War Z. Like the original plan to get rid of the zombies began with a South African plan that we can't save everybody. So we're going to leave some people in some areas, evacuate the most important people, and you leave those people in the areas so the zombies can eat them. Which just creates more zombies. Well, you drop them, you drop them food and supplies and stuff like that, but we're oh, able oh, to oh. keep the government safe. So I evacuate everybody out of D.C., right. and I leave Baltimore and, and, and Virginia to themselves, and we airdrop them some stuff. That, that didn't happen in America, but that was part of the plan. Right, right, right. And, and so other nations, so much stuff, so much stuff in the book. Um, the, 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 there ended up being a war in Jerusalem because the guy didn't want to, to go to Jerusalem because he knew that this whole zombie thing was a Zionist trick. And, and he ended up zombie, being there for the zombie uh, Zionist to make sense. Yeah, it was, well, you know, there's. Yeah, yeah. There's so much social economic stuff in the book. You really hey, should read. Hey, wouldn't be the first Jew to raise people from the dead, huh? I'm just saying. Huh? It happened before. It happened there was before. this guy. It could happen again. So, so, in order not to to, to go further down the <clears throat> non-racial oh, segue, yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. I I believe that this is South Africa is honestly, honestly, for everything that went on, on during apartheid and everything that happened. Couldn't happen to a nicer country. It's what I'm was going to happen, whether you like it, wh whether you are of the opinion that it's the best thing that ever happened or the worst thing that ever happened. What did anyone think was going to happen? Why did in a you democratic think it was going system to ever be different with a government that has the power to steal from everyone, codified in their constitution? What on earth made you think that it was going to end any differently? Anyway, I, 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 I'm I, I, shocked. And I'll say one more thing. Go one ahead. more thing. Go ahead. There is a definite reason why Americans are so terrified about what happened in South Africa. Because if it could happen there, it could very well happen here. And, and there are some, obviously, some key differences in that. So, first of all, we're majority so, white, so that makes it harder from an electoral standpoint. There's also the fact that um, there were so many different cults. 
South Africa is as cut and dry as it gets. A single culture came in and subjugated the people there in their homeland and and then stood there and went, well, this is ours now. What do you mean you're going to take it back? Right. So th- right. there's a lot of like the, 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 the actual. A lot of things, a lot of dominoes would have to there, fall. There were a lot, yeah. In the U.S., there's so many different layers in that. First of all, there were di- many different nations involved. There were many different mm-hmm. nationalities involved. Uh, uh, all these different, uh, you know, no, no group can claim except for anyone who's 100 percent native. No group can claim full, true ownership. Even the Latinos are, are still have Spanish blood. And, there's, you know, and, right. uh, you know, bl- black people are the descendants of people that were brought from Africa, even though I know that Lumbees and some of the other tribes that they say they aren't African, whatever. Um, but the, the, they say that they're, they're not black. They're DNA black. doesn't lie. DNA, DNA is what it is. But hey, you know what? They, they claim that maybe Africans came over. And who, who knows? I don't know. But there's many different layers. So South Africa. DNA still looks Asian, but okay. It, 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 is, it is what whatever it is. makes you happy. It is what it is. But the, the, yeah. the African, um, uh, South Africa was this, it was so obvious what was going to happen. It was so, there was no like, well, but you know, there were, no, you, your descendants no. came and did this solely to us solely in our land solely and and, and anyway so I, I could go on you reap the whirlwind the other exactly uh, exactly yeah. so the, the other thing to bring up and i hate these like i want i want to bring you on on a week when i have like 15 non-racial things to talk about and we can just talk about like you know uh uh, uh, uh non-racial stuff all day but the, i'm gonna I, let you know from now on anytime i'm gonna be off and so we can do another one. Oh yeah, I we'll am. have to do more, and all of them are going to end up being six hours too. But uh, uh, so Probably. so this this happened, and I can't not talk about it, even though it's racial. I can't not talk about it with whomever my okay. guest is. By the way, for those who are watching this, uh, obviously we aren't talking on Wednesday. We were pre-recording this, so uh, if we miss something big between now and Wednesday, uh, sorry about that. But um. Uh, and we'll probably come on Facebook and talk about whatever it was that we missed. Oh, so. we will definitely supplement yeah. it. But um, yes. uh, so, but so hopefully no, no, no big bad news. It's all good stuff. Um, so in the, the Florida gubernatorial election, you may or may not know where I'm going with this. Um, uh, uh, so there's two. The, 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 the Republican candidate is a man named Ron DeSantis, who I guess is a big Trump disciple, Trumpist, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the, uh, the uh, Democratic candidate is Andrew Gillum, I think. Is that how you say it, Gil- Gillum? I, for, I forget his name. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, not sure how to pronounce it. But I he's the literally paid almost no attention to this until what you're about to talk about. Okay, well, and and we're about to find out why. Um, right. uh, and I I knew nothing about it either. Uh, Andrew Gillum, he's a uh, very far left progressive. He's running on the Bernie Sanders platform, you know, Medicare for all, and the and the whole thing. He's right. either the mayor of Tallahassee or the former former mayor of Tallahassee. Supposedly, there's a corruption charge ongoing. Whatever. Anyway, so he he got he got the nomination. Wow, corruption. Have you ever? On yeah, the left. Pol- corrupt knew? politicians. Have you ever heard of that? Um, wow. So anyway, so uh, uh, Ron DeSantis is giving a speech to fundraisers or something like that, and he says, um, and I'm going to read the whole thing, um, and okay. then and 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 and, and the game uh, for everyone listening is going to be to 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 listen to this and to guess what the controversial part is. Um, uh, he said, uh, and he said a lot, but he said, but he said, let's build off the success we've had under Governor uh, Rick Scott. The last thing we need to do is monkey this up. By trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases, bankrupting the state, it's not going to work, and it's not going to be good for Florida. I'm going to fight for what I believe in. I'm the guy that can really lead Florida, blah, 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 blah. So, you may or may not have noticed, uh, he used the term monkey this up uh, in reference to the election, which happens to be where he's running against a black man. Uh, I I, I don't think I mentioned that. Andrew Gillum is a black man. and. um, 
Uh, so he said monkey this up. And he also, I guess, either at that time or another time had referred to him as being uh, an articulate spokesman for far leftism or whatever. So I want to get your, ta- I have a few different thoughts on this, but I want to get your take on, on what you think when you, when you heard this. Okay. <clears throat> as a black man, I'm very sensitive to racial remarks and things that are slipped in or whatnot. Right, right. I'm going to point out something that happened decades ago. This might have been 20-something years ago. Okay. Um, as we did discuss earlier, I'm a huge Laker fan. And the guy, one of the guys on the other team came down and he dribbles at the other end and he dunked and he hung on the rim so the guy under him, you, you know, you hang on the rim so the guy won't, you won't hit the guy. Right. And Chick Hearn, who was a Laker, the Hall of Fame Laker broadcaster, pointed out that the guy grabbed the rim, hung on there like a monkey on a vine, and then let go. Well, the, the, the controversy spat out. Chick Hearn is a racist. Chick Hearn called a black man a monkey. He called him out of his name. He, right, he, right, right. And Chick was crushed. Chick apologized. He's like, that's not how I meant it. I, right, right. I wasn't it at all. And, and it blew over because everyone knew Chick wasn't a racist at right. all. Right. He was he's genuinely good guy. Right. Um, contrast that with the movie Higher Learning, where Michael Rappaport has his gun drawn and he's talking to the guys and he's talking to Ice Cube and, and Omar Epps. And he's like, you're nothing. He's calling them N-words. You're a monkey. You're not a man. I'm right. a man. You're right. not such and such. Right, right, right. There's two different connotations. Right. Both using the term monkey. Both using monkey, right, right, right. Both of it, in a sense, referring to a black guy who was there. One of them is racial in tone. One of them is not. Right. I didn't get, and I'm not, I'm not a huge Trump fan. I'm not a fan of socialism. Right. But I don't get, let's not monkey this up. I don't get a racial tone from that. I have deliberately not commented on Facebook because there are people who I who I highly respect who have been saying this. Right. And I really don't want to come on their page and get into and, a big and, argument over, yeah. over, over something and that I, honestly is so trivial to begin with. But but yeah, my yeah. God, the, the more important thing is whatever you do, keep this socialist cat out your state. Right. <laughs> but that's, I swear to you, that's way more important than. Is this term a racial term? I don't right. get that from right, this. Right, I right. honestly don't. Right. I swear for God, if I thought he was something, if he was being racist, if he was trying to slip one under there, I swear I'd say it. Oh, you don't, I don't you, get that you, from this. You don't hide from, from you know, being the fear of someone accusing you of playing the race card at all. At so all. I, I can vouch for that. I, I, I mean, yeah. I've been... I've been called a racist so many times because of a, what a, I view. A reverse racist. Yeah, I've, I've been called reverse. I've been called reverse racist. I've been called real racist. Just racist. I've racist, been yeah. I've been called hateful bigot. I've been called, and I, it's funny. I always challenge them to give me the thing that I said that was either hateful, was bigoted, thing. or racist, and right. they never give. They it can't to me. exactly, exactly. So, so no, that I'm, so 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 then you don't you don't believe that it you don't no. ha- see evidence that it would that, that that it was a racially motivated no, thing. I don't. Yeah, I really so, don't. And so I. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I hate that this has gone into the campaign, but can I can I say part of this? You can say anything you want. All right. This is not to use a Malcolm term. These are the chickens that Trump has brought home to roost. 
by the way that Trump has acted in office, right. you have now opened up the, wor- the can of worms that anytime somebody says something now, you're going to have this kind of connotation. And it's tied to you. If, if someone says yes. something and it's tied to you, it's going to be contrasted. It's, it's going to be compared yes. unfavorably with, with other, other statements that, that Trump Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's going to, from now on, because you, because, and it's, it's not even fully his fault. You made the comment at Charlottesville, not wanting to lump in some people who were there for right. one reason, right? Because you think they're good. Now everybody thinks you think white supremacists are good people, right? Because of how and, you said it. Because of yeah, how, you, of said how you said it. Yeah. And yeah. and partially that's not your fault because you're not a politician. You're, you're and you not, have no idea how to talk to media. You want to talk about being articulate? Trump is not articulate, and at and, all, and, and can easily say stupid, stupid. When he's saying they're good people on both sides, he wasn't talking about. The, I don't believe anyway. If you break down the con, he was talking about the not extreme people that were in in one, on one side of the the argument. Right. The argument, and then the not extreme people on the other side. And he was saying, you know, if you take out Antifa and you know the Klan, th- right. that there are good people on both sides of this argument is what I took he, from it. And I'm not I a Trump apologist was, by any stretch of the imagination at all. I knew what he was trying to say, but you're such a bad politician. <laughs> you suck so much. <laughs> Good Lord. It's what a, there so, are so many times when I'm going, where are his handlers? Where are his people? Why are you letting him near a microphone? But do you know why they're doing that? Because here's the thing. Uh, Tamon, here's the thing. I know where you're going. Go ahead. I hope you know where I'm going. I know exactly where you're going. It's, Go ahead. It's working. And the reason yep. it's working is because there are people who yep. mean what people think Trump means. Yes. And so when the the media goes, oh my gosh, Trump thinks that there are good Klansmen. A there are really people who think are that a, there are good Klansmen. unsettlingly high number of people who are like, yeah. And I don't think it's, when the media painted Trump as this, uh, as as Chris Rock was no Dave Chappelle called him the White Malcolm X. That you I know, swear I was about to I was about to use Dave Chappelle. When I they swear I was. when they paint him as that, there's a large number of right populist Dixiecrats who are like who really think that finally, finally really our think... Malcolm X and because God knows they they needed it. Um, but you know what, I, what, did, I, what did Dave say? He said I looked out into their coal, their coal smeared faces and. Here, listen to them talk saying Donald Trump's going to fight for us. Right. And he said, you fool. He's not fighting for you. He's fighting for me. Right, right. <laughs> like, I'm the rich guy here. Yeah, yeah he's... I'm, yep. I'm the rich, wealthy guy. He's not fighting for you. Yep. He doesn't care about you. Yep. He didn't care about anyone. Uh, <laughs> but, but, no, but, but Trump cares about nobody. Specifically. Honestly. He cares about himself and I guess his daughter. And that seems to be the... And, the, and being in power. And being in Trump power. Trump cares yeah, power, about... Right? Yeah doing what makes him look like he's in power right that's the important thing right so but i he's a billionaire this i I keep trying to tell people this is how lots of billionaires are no no they're no i I swear they are if you if you had what's my boy's name um the the guru the the berkshire hathaway what's his oh uh, uh warren buffett warren buffett if buffett was in charge it'd be a lot like this Warren Buffett talks a great game and has 
destroyed entire industries entirely to help his hedge fund. So, I mean, right. I, you know, again, it's sort of comparing it like, you know, the Obama versus Trump. One talks nice and does the same thing and one talks mean and does the same thing. Warren Buffett comes from the Obama school of destroying people to, to, to you know, make himself well. Right. So, so, you know, right. I, I mean, God bless him. He's right. doing it. But, but, you know, it, it, so. I, but he's not this nice, sweet guy who's going to. Who's going to come out and say, he's you know, not your grandpa and he's not. He's no, not he's him. not. Yeah, he's not. Country he's, time and day. most people who get to a net worth of one billion dollars aren't that guy. Not in this, not in a statist society, in a true free market no. society. You can do it entirely through voluntary association in no. a statist society where where the pie is is it, it's allowed to grow, but it still has to remain somewhat fixed. You're hurting people. You have to hurt people. Somebody's throat is Someone's, being cut. Exactly. So I, I tended to agree with you that, that I didn't think after reading the whole thing, I didn't think it was racially motivated, but like you said, Hey, you guys started this. And, and yeah. second of all, here's the other thing this speaks to, and going back to black nationalism, this speaks to the fruits of forced association. We are yep. a nation of several different actual nations that don't think the same way. They don't like each other. They they use their vote to hurt other people. So it's almost like yes. a, a proxy civil war where we use the government as our chess piece to try to bludgeon the other side. We don't like each other. We, we in some cases, hate each other. And I, I'm not even saying on just a racial thing, but on, on many different layers, class, political beliefs uh, uh uh religion race uh, uh uh social standing um uh uh values belief systems and values we are not a common and united people and it's a joke to pretend we are there's, can... there's a book there's a book if i can interrupt you real yeah, quick yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the same thing there's a book that i read years ago that influenced me so much about this same thing and it was a book called the nine nations of north america okay and where it was saying that we believe that North America and the Caribbean mm -hmm. are basically three three large nations and a bunch of small right. you know small nations. And he's like, no, there's actually nine. Okay. Nine of them total. Right. And they divided it out to where the in they could be in the same state. Right. And they're nothing like Calif um, in California, where I live. Yeah. Los Angeles and San Francisco are nothing alike. Exactly. Exactly. And that's because they're completely different nations. Right. And even within San... those cities are different mini nations. Yeah. Different even cultures. within. Even within. Um, Quebec, which is one of the nations that they had. The area, yeah. the French-speaking part of Canada, Very is almost unique. nothing like the rest of, of the places around. Yep. Um Boston, the reason why Boston hates New York so right. much right. is because they're completely different nations. Yeah. New England is completely this, different than yes. than than than. Uh, I made the mistake of thinking that New York was part of New England because York was oh my England god, and oh boy, um, oh my god, I was corrected quite a bit uh, vociferously by people that I thought were my loved ones, and oh, uh, no. uh, yeah, <laughs> it was me. Right. It, it was my fault. It even went so far as to point out that Miami is not. The, 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 like they had the, the part that was the a lot of that was the Civil War South right. was called Dixie, but not all of it is Dixie because it goes into South Indiana and yeah. South Illinois. South Florida and, is not the South, and That's and they said Miami yep. is not Dixie, no, at all, no. It is it is Miami is actually closer to Havana, yep, because they had the islands and that culture down there. Miami yep. is actually. Closer to being Havana or San Juan or New York, 
because New York still had it's yeah. got the retired Jews and the and the and the immigrants well, from the Caribbean it's, and the it's whole. Funny I mean, you the, said that. They had three cities that were anomalies that were completely different. Right. They fit in with no nation. Right. And they were Manhattan. Yep. Manhattan specifically. Yeah. Um. Washington D.C. Right. And Hawaii. Yep. That Hawaii fits into none of the other categories. Right. Washington D.C. is n- is not like Baltimore. Right. It is not like is not like Raleigh. Is it's completely different. Right. And right. Manhattan. They said New York is different in general, but Manhattan is its own world. Right. Completely. Manhattan Island is different. Which is than what someone, everybody else. Which is what anyone in that area will tell you. It's not New York. It's not New York City. It is its own very specific area. Yes. And so yes. For, forced association. I saw this with the, and this was another monkey thing with what was it? H&M had the hoodie with the kid in it. It was a black kid and it said coolest monkey in the jungle or something like that. Yes. And now, um, that one I was upset about. No, I know. I know. And, and, and here's why I'm bringing this up and, and contrasting it with this other one. These are all valid opinions. You as a, whether you're white, black, whatever, but especially if you're a black person and you have that, uh, you know, that stigma of, of specifically of being compared to a primate which even though monkeys have thin lips but whatever um and have white faces yeah. typically but that's a whole other subject um uh, yeah, yeah, uh, even yeah. even you know that that negative connotation between uh, uh, uh black people and the lesser primates monkeys chimpanzees gorillas all of that stuff you know that and you hear that it is valid for you to have that reaction even if that isn't truthfully what he meant or whatever it is valid even for you if- to have that reaction it is also valid for someone to say well, no, that didn't mean that at all. And why are we even talking about them? Blah, 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 blah. Right. When you live in a society of forced association, you are taking these people that do not have in-group preference for one another, who do not think the same things about even the most simple things as one another. They do not uh, uh, want to act in cooperation with one another. What they want to do is use their vote to have people with guns force those other people to act more like the way they act. And right. and, 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 the, and 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 so... What ends up happening is that in that kind of a society, you're going to have conflict because people are using their vote passive aggressively to wage war against people within the, the jurisdiction that of, of where they're voting that they hate. And and so watching how people are reacting, reacting to a turn of phrase, uh, 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 which 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 I, you and I don't believe had a, a, was intended to be racial um, to all. see how they react to that. Is, is a perfect example of, and, and how it's going to lead to major conflict it is is a perfect example of why this whole concept of forced association with one another is is a is a abject failure in my mind i um it is one of the reasons why I almost invariably will favor a cessationist movement if it comes up right. When I heard about Satin Island wanting to secede from New York, I understood 100% why. Right. They don't represent our interests. We want our own city. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that almost invariably. I am in favor um, of secession across the board. For any almost reason. almost completely across the board. Yep. The almost the only times when I'm not in favor of it is when it's someone who wants to come and say, "We all want to be Muslim. We want this land," or "We all want to be Christian. We want this land," okay. and they come with guns. To force people to force everyone else to be that way too. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a problem. Yes. That I get. I have a problem with that. Right, right. Or when I have people saying, even this one doesn't bother me as much. 
all these black people are moving into our school district. We don't want this school district anymore. We want another school district. Right. That used to bother me because I'm like, well, why don't you just fix the school district? Now I'm like, fine. Fine. Go. go. So yeah. We'll, I don't want to be around anybody that doesn't want to be around me. And I don't want to be forced to be around anybody that I don't want to be and to around. Give, and to give them money. This thing, so and, and to, I will get in arguments mm. with people that they'll say, <laughs> they'll say, because I'll talk about how, like, I don't think that, that the baker should have to bake a cake for anyone uh, for, for right. you know, a gay wedding. And they'll go, well, does that mean you think that, you know, a, a white person should be able to not serve me because I'm black? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and I turn it around and say, why do you want to give money to someone who hates you so much that they don't want to make a sandwich for you? Can I say something controversial? Yeah, say, it, we <laughs> clearly become it. controversial, so to go ahead. I, I keep it's saying already, it. Sorry, cat's already out of I, I said before, the problem with separate but equal wasn't the separate part. We did, we, we still interacted. You still have to do business. You still do that part. Of course. The problem was the equal it part. Equal, Every yeah. time we was building a school, if the school performed better than your school, you burned it. If my business did better, that's not letting the market work. Exactly. That's you deciding that was, you want to burn down was, my market exactly. so there's no competition. Exactly. The problem was that, and then what the Civil Rights Act did was replace one form of, of, of forced association with another. And we see the fruits of that. There is no more Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was originally, it was initially destroyed uh, by, by white people. It was firebombed and, and destroyed. What people don't say is it was And rebuilt. for people who want to look that up, firebomb. That means... They literally took planes to the air and yeah. dropped bombs. And dropped bombs. On, yeah. on Greenwood, yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. They rebuilt it. It got rebuilt. Yeah. What destroyed Black yes. Wall Street was the fact that there was now forced association with white people. Because, yes, white people were being forced to associate with, with black people. But the flip side of that is that black people were being forced to associate with white people. And it was being done within the frame, the context and framework of a society where proximity to whiteness was equated to success so if you were yes. a black person that you built this thing with other black people because that was the only thing you were allowed to do and you were creating black greatness and black excellence and now you're being yes. told uh oh um you have to deal with white people and in fact you get to deal with white people what's going to happen there exactly it's what gonna collect the thing that you had before it's it's not going to be what it was it's not going to be what it was that's why even though greenwood is still there even though tulsa is still there it is not what it was. It's not Black Wall Street. It's not even close. It's not Black Wall Street anymore. We have a it's, we have a city we have a regular. city we have a city here called Atlantic Beach, and it was they used to call it the Black Pearl during the time of segregated beaches. Uh, this was the black. This was one of the few beaches on the southern shore anywhere where black that was the people, one in the book that you could go to they had a traveler's guide yeah, the, the green the green book or whatever it was called yes, yeah the i forgot what it was called yeah the, that was the, the, yeah. i think yeah it was called the green book and it was where it was safe for black people to travel and yes, and this yes. was a, a black segregated beach the city was run by black people and it was one of the it was actually the wealthiest part of what is now the grand strand the myrtle beach area because black people okay. would go wealthy black people would go to this one part of the beach which is like several hundred feet it's 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 maybe like i don't know 800 yards wide i mean it's a very it's like, mm. it's like four city blocks whatever that is it's very small it's very small city and it was their little area when segregation ended atlantic beach is now routinely it's it's a poor area it's surrounded by mm. rich areas 
Um, mm. It is, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a poor area. They routinely have to. The state goes in and removes the politicians because they, they're dealt. Uh, it's where I used to buy weed when I was growing up. Like, I mean, it, it was literally <laughs> like, I mean, it was where it you was would go if you wanted spot. weed. If you, if, if you were white and you wanted weed, you go to Atlanta Beach. Um, or, or you'd go to the school if you were scared of black people. If you weren't scared of black people, you'd right. go to Atlantic Beach or, or, or Cedar Branch. Um, but Cedar Branch was out right. in the middle of nowhere, and Atlantic Beach was right there. So that's what Atlantic Beach and, – and to this day, Atlantic Beach is where the drugs are. It's where the illegals live. It's where it's like all of the you know the negative parts. It's the slum in the North Myrtle Beach area is Atlantic Beach, and it's entirely because of – a combination of forced integration and and, mm-hmm. a, and a, a a a a context within black culture that being around your own is inherently a negative thing, and that you should yes. reach out for white approval and, and 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 white proximity. Los Angeles has has an area known as View Park. There there are three areas: View Park, Baldwin Hills, Windsor Hills. Okay, and very close to it is an area called Ladera Heights. These places are 75, 80% black. Okay. They are the wealthiest black community in the United States. Okay. They are very wealthy areas. Okay. And gentrification has become a problem with the area and, right, right, right. and whatnot. Right. The premise was that these areas and some of the ones that are around them used to be much bigger areas during the time when Bel Air was a sundown town. Or where Beverly Hills and the other parts of West LA, where the rich people live, these were sundown towns. And, and for Do those not... and and, and uh, for those who don't know, this was if it was sundown and you were black, don't be there. Pretty much. Do not be in this city when the sun goes down. Right. Right. After segregation, and after segregation happened, these places opened up. And so the wealthy people left some of these black communities. And right. you can still see some of these huge houses in the black community to this day right. that have been turned into sublets and apartments. Right, and right, right. Because right, right. They, they abandoned these jewels, these these Tudors and Gothic homes. Yep. To be, next to, white, not, to be next to white people. Yep. To be next to white people. In a lesser position. So they went from being, you know, essentially kings and royalty or, or you know aristocracy in in a black community to being middle class in a white one because they yep. could because they finally could yep and 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 today one of the things i advocate when i talk about nationalism is exactly that why do you have you didn't have to go to beverly hills ladera has five thousand square foot houses yep they have parcels they have room they have the places where you can go and you can buy it's they the same, have same climate same weather everything yep and, and closer to the beach, <laughs> the beach, the beach is right out Swanson. If you stay here, right, the right. beach, I, I have to go up Wilshire and Sunset to go to Malibu, which is extremely crowded and slow. And we don't like crowds in LA. We don't like slowness. We want to be able to get to point A. Point. I used to tell people I could get anywhere. They were like, Taman thinks he can get across LA County in 25 minutes. <laughs> And I did. I, 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 don't, I didn't use Google, Google Maps forever because I'm like, the map doesn't know. I can get there faster than what the map is telling. Me. Right, right, right. Um, I, don't, I don't know why we have, well, we have been given this perception yep. that, to, that their beer is colder. And it's not. They drink the same beer we drink. Right. And, and that's evidenced by the fact that the gentrification is beginning to happen. I was just going to, I was, I was waiting for you to, to the, the, the reason gentrification happens is because well-to-do white people look at these areas and go, these places are great. 
Why yep. are we going here? Why aren't we going to Harlem? Harlem's awesome. And and they go yep. in, and and, and now bl- it's not a, a, it's it's no yeah. longer a black place. A, a brownstone in Harlem costs two and a half million dollars now. Yeah, which is still less than um, what, what an equivalent thing would be in Manhattan or or, or right. Or, so, right. So it's still a, a steal for that for that crowd. And the thing is, white people aren't hampered by the same stigma of well, I have to be around my own or else I'm not great. Nope. And so they that's nah. why gentrification happens because they're like they don't mind being the only white person if it's nah. a nice area. I, 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 our 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 uh where we, we have a home in, in the Toronto area, uh in, in uh suburb of Toronto. It's a very nice area. Okay. I'm the only white person okay. on our block. I'm the only white person on our block. It is mostly uh 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 East Indians. Uh there are some um black people, uh, uh Jamaicans and um, obviously my wife. Um uh there's uh, uh there's a lot of Arabs, um there's a lot of uh um uh Latin Americans. Uh we are our next door so we have a, a Jamaican neighbor, a Colombian neighbor, and then and uh I don't remember now. And then on the other side there was there were there were Polish, but then they moved and uh so now it's a a, a, a black lady from Paris. And um, okay. and so it's and it's a it's a well to do community doesn't bother me at all i don't i don't right i don't feel like because i'm not around enough white people or enough jews that there's something wrong with me it's a great community i love being there it's nicer than where we live down here and and so and granted yeah go ahead my 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 premise of living in that area right isn't so i can just say yeah i'm around my own right, right. no i i have a an idea in mind of building the, that community right exactly there. exactly so I, I would no more force that then I should be forced not to do exactly. that. Exactly, it's all it's all That's, voluntary association. I've, I've had that premise when I talk to people all the time that right. liberty, and that's another thing I learned from Dennis Prager. Yep. Liberty has always been far more important to me than equality. Yep. Equality means I take from you so that we all have the same thing. Right. Liberty means get out of my way and let me get. And let what me I do my get. thing. Yeah, yeah. Let if, me do my thing. Yeah. If, equality is. It's a bit of a myth because it is impossible in any human affair, mass human affair, for everyone to be 100% equal without, right. like you said, for others being forced under to, 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 to create. It is, you know, that's why when people talk about wealth inequality, if we're all growing, who cares if that guy's, that, that's covetousness. Me saying, okay, I'm not getting as wealthy as that guy. Okay, well then emulate what he's doing or what she's doing and 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 try to do better and if it's happening as a result of someone forcing me that's another thing but the 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 act of equality in and of itself being a good thing true equality happens in mass graves where everyone is and that, killed and there it is there. that's there it is equality happens everybody's equal there yeah graveyards are, are equality so if we're not trying to achieve where we're all just perfectly standing still because we're dead then maybe we can embrace some some natural inequality that happens from the fact that that may not be a priority for some people to have a big home or or lots of money. Let them achieve goes, what they're trying to achieve. That goes to where my nationalism, I go to the the wealth gap, the quote-unquote wealth, the wealth gap. gap. Right, right. Um, white people make this, but black people need to make this. Right. I'm really not concerned with all due respect to anyone about what white people make. Right. I'm concerned about what black people what, what don't. What black people do, right. So let's get up what we make. I'm, if they make that, Mazel Tov. I'm perfectly okay with there being wealthy white people. I just want more wealthy black people. And if one, and day, so need- and if one day the wealth gap is that black people are on average wealthier than white people, that's also great. Like it, it, I'm it, fine with that too. It, I'm equally um, fine with that. I don't, I don't feel this need to go around and, and push the gauges so that we all make 
the exact amount. Exactly, exactly. I don't have I don't have that desire because there are people who don't want it. There are people who don't deserve it. There are people who do nothing. And, and you know, and, and I'm not and of, of any race, color, whatever, that there are people that just they're going to be mediocre and they're OK with that. And why I, should they get I, what someone who's really striving make in my mind? And what it was, what was the, the term? Garvey once said, I don't want to take everybody back to back to Africa. They're not any good here. Well, I want to take them back there so they can be no good there. And sometimes because wealth is a magnifying glass, mm. because wealth merely all wealth does is magnify who, who you, you already are. Who are. You are right, right. So if you are naturally greedy and horrible and and sadistic, all wealth is going to do is give you more the power to do that. Right. Right. So, but also if you're more generous in giving and loving, all wealth does is give you more of that. Some of y'all and I, I mean y'all across the board. Right. Some of y'all don't need to be wealthy. Right. right. You're horrible human beings and you make 40,000 a year. Probably just as well. <laughs> you know, it <laughs> works out for everybody's benefit that you're not wealthy. You're not wealthy. So the last subject I wanted to talk with you about is 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 the uh is gun control. And and there's not really and specific to this event that just happened where the the kid who happened to be Jewish incidentally uh, how about that? Uh, he was Jewish, right. and uh, 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 he didn't kill people because he was Jewish, but he killed people because he was a jerk. And he uh, was at this Madden, uh, John Madden NFL game uh. tournament, and he goes, and he because he loses and gets all mad, and he leaves and comes back and shoots. I don't know if he shot the person that beat him, but he, he shot a bunch of people, like 11 people or something like that, and then he killed two other people and then killed himself. And like the coward he was. Like the, I always hate when they do that. That's, you know, for a video uh, game. Over. over and I, I get that that's what he does for a living, but okay, great. Then over your money, you murder people? Anyway, so so he kills people and he kills them. At least he killed himself. Honestly, that's my thing. At least he killed himself. I just always want him to face their trouble. That's I a good point. That. You know I, what? That's a good point. Let him, let him face, you know, uh, uh, much longer, whatever. But at, le- at least he's not going to hurt anyone else. So... At least this, of course, always bring anytime anyone is shot. This brings up the gun control debate. I understand. I understand in aggregate, uh, in abstract, why people they hear about the gun. They, they've grown up with this idea that government is supposed to protect you. And so they go, oh, well, the government needs to protect us from guns and blah, 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 blah. I can dissect the idiocy of that thought process a million times. What I do not understand the what I don't understand is you have people, and in this in this case, uh, we're, let's specifically talk about black people. Mm-hmm. A black person is disproportionately more likely than a white person to know firsthand what government is really like, right? Yep. So they're more disproportionate to know someone who was harmed by the police. They were disproportionately more likely to know someone who is in prison on a drug rap because they sold drugs, which was entirely voluntary in nature. I'm not a favor of drugs. Drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. But there's no compelling reason to throw someone in a cage because they sold something that someone else wants. And prove me wrong by telling me that you're in favor of prohibition uh, because obviously alcohol is bad and, and that was a good idea for prohibition to go. Anyway, so uh, see so, how that works. Exactly. And, and see how it's working now. It's the same exact thing. The criminal element is because of the, the black market created by government. Anyway, you're black. 
you see all this stuff happening, you're disproportionately more likely than, and it's not like white people, if you're white, you'll never see this. You're disproportionately more likely than a white person to see firsthand what government actually is. It's not your friend. It doesn't want to help you. It wants to tell you what to do and, and, and keep other people in, in, in charge and in power. Okay, so if you know that, and, and especially if you look at the history of, of like, the Black Panthers and, 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 and other self-protection groups. If you look at the fact that, you know, for a long time there, the only person freeing any slaves was Nat Turner. Um, when, you, when you look at this stuff, I don't understand the thought process that says, man, I cannot wait until Donald Trump's white supremacist government stops me from owning any ability to defend myself against it. I'll say this really quick. Okay. And then I realized that it's three o'clock and I haven't, <laughs> I haven't picked up my wife because I'm supposed to pick her up at three. And oh, she's no. going to call oh, okay. and interrupt this. Well, then we'll wrap I, this I, up. I've been talking to you. You know, I've only thought we were only talking like 30 minutes. It's like, for real, that's how long. It I'll say this really quick. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if you can see this on my arm. That's I saw it for an, a second. I saw it for a second. That's an exit entry. Okay. Right there. That's an, an entry point. Okay. That's where the bullet hit me oh, wow. on May 9th, 2005. Oh, wow. When I was shot on my porch. I, um, I was shot by Latino gang members who wanted to take over the neighborhood okay. so they could sell the drugs in the neighborhood. Right, right. I was shot by them. I, um, I have an interesting perspective on gun control, because I'm not 100% for getting rid of everything, but I'm kind of okay with some regulation. Okay. Because I don't feel like I should be able to buy a 38 the same way I can buy a soda. Um, so I'm, I'm weird on, on guns. Okay. I tell people this story the other day. I was out jogging, and I was walking, coming home, and a guy got all the way on my shoulder close enough to touch me. And I turned around. It was a transient guy. Right. Because he might have been asking for change or whatever. And I turned around and I yelled at the guy. And, and I, I scared him so much he moved back about 15 feet in like a second and a half. Right. I guess the look on my face scared him. But what scared me was he scared me so badly that if I had had a gun with me right then, I would have killed that man. Okay. I, there wouldn't have been a, I might shoot him. I would have shot him. Okay. Because I thought someone was attacking me. Okay. I don't have a clear answer on guns. Okay. As a black man, I do not want them banned. I do not trust the government. Right. I trust me. And so I don't ever want anything to prevent me from defending myself or my family. And if I feel like I can do that through a semi-automatic weapon, I'm perfectly okay doing that. On the other hand, I don't want Charles Manson to have one either. Right. I don't, I don't want... It's, it's like nukes. I don't like America having nukes, but I really don't want Kim Jong-un to have one. Right, right. And I can't really control what the bad guys do. And I kind of almost feel like if I can't get them out of the hands of the bad guys, then I need to keep them in the hands of the good guys. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I wonder, I, I wonder it, going back domestically, who the good guys are, because again, when, when we're talking about, so it's, right. it's one thing in the abstract to say, for example, uh, I don't want, uh, like you said, I don't want it to be as easy to get a 38 as it is to get a, a soda. And, and I, I get that. Um, I, I, I do, but I, I get the thought process behind that. Here's my thing. Who enforces that? 
and who makes sure right and and, and who, therein lies and, the problem and who does it get enforced against it's just as easy for me to say i don't want people to to smoke meth or to do crack but how does that play out who does it get enforced against who is still smoking and, crack and who who gets put in jail for smoking crack and and i and I, I feel the same way about that about drug usage and and prostitution it's right. part of my libertarian upbringing right, right, it's right. like i I'm aware of the public health risk with it. Of course, of course. There's, but that's, yeah, there's very little. That's there's you nothing and you. That's your decision. That's well. That's not biblical. That's not on me to say. It's not on that's me to say. Between them, the Bible doesn't that's tell. That's between them. Jesus talked about giving people choices, not forcing people into right. what to do. Right. 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 I can't. That's that's like we used to have the laws in the books for sodomy. I'm right. not for, for homosexuality. Right. But I don't want to. Who's gonna Who's gonna enforce, who's gonna enforce it? that who's gonna, exactly? I'm gonna. Hey, hey, I see what you're doing in there. Yeah, you cut it out. I'm putting you in jail where you'll be sodomized, you know, by the way. Um, you, know, you know, right. So I'm, I'm my, my gun, my gun stances are and, and, and it, it comes back to the political thing. As soon as something happens, the, the pro the, the pro gun lobby is immediately we need to have stronger gun. Lo- oh, this is why we shouldn't have gun control. And that's why this right. is why we shouldn't have gun right, control. Right, 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 right. And I'm like. I like, at least let, let the body get cold before we start talking about. I, I, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. but and I'm so as you can see, my my gun positions are always wonky. Yeah. I got shot, and that's the thing. But so I've a, also yeah, protected yeah. somebody with a gun. Right. Do you see what I mean? Right. So I'm I if if I were a, a it it, it kind of makes me ambivalent. Right. Like almost a complete tabula rasa on the position of guns because right. I I don't like the idea. I don't like I'm I'm if you on stand your ground because I understand what stand your ground is supposed to mean, but I don't like the idea of hey how you doing ah I'm threatened yeah 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 or how it played out with the guy that you know the guy pushed him and then he pulled out his gun which okay you get pushed by a much bigger guy and you pull out your gun okay that guy backed away. Right. That guy backed away. You still shot. You, you are still no gunned longer. You, no you are no can, longer in a threatened you, position. There is no threat to you, or at least there's not enough threat for you to shoot that person immediately. Continue to hold the gun while you get up and walk away. Okay, fine. But you shot someone and killed them as they were backing away from you. So anyway, anyway, I I know you need to go, and I and and I I know we could. We I could, do. We could talk and about and this I'm, a thousand times. But I, I'm I'm sorry. I do have to go. I've been talking for like 15 hours, so I I get it. You you, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, I, I get I, it. But I just want to ask you before you go, do you have any final thoughts, anything? And I'll later on, I'll get, you know, show, uh, links to anything you want to do, you know, for the show notes or whatever. But is there any final thoughts you want to leave us with before before we uh, before we end? Only that, number one, as, as I advocate for black nationalism, I'm never advocating for hatred of any group. Of course. Anybody. OK. I never advocate for violence against any group. Anybody. Period. All I advocate for. Is for and I don't even advocate for assistance and help. One lady had told me, "Well, I can't get behind anything that talks the way you do." I'm like, "I didn't ask you to get behind me. I don't say any of the stuff I say because I'm lobbying." Right. You're just saying Not what your you. position is, right? And 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 actually, it, there was a part in in both both the Panthers and Malcolm both said, "I can't ask you for help. I appreciate your support, right? But we need to do this. We need to do this, right?" And I firmly believe that when I look at those, the guys I talked about, um, um, Meyer and, and Gold, Goldwyn, yep. they did it. They did their own thing. Yep. They did it. 
you didn't have wasps coming down and doing anything. Yep. They did it themselves. Right. The guys who made it in, in vaudeville and then became big timers and, and they helped to build Hillcrest and they did, it, they did it. And that's what I want. I just want that. I, I want my I want my kids to not know what what a what a monster Cody is. That's a gangster from LA who's from A Trey Gangster. Okay. He's a, a famous gangster. I don't want my kid my sons only now because they're twenty something have had to deal with gangbang. Right. I, I, I kept them as far out of that as I could. Right. Now, and that wasn't always a good thing because I, they're blissfully unaware as they get older. They're, they're, the guy's asking my son, and are you rolling? He's like, no, I don't have a car yet, but my dad's going to get me one. And he's like, no, where are you from? He's like, well, I live in Los Angeles, but you know, my father was in Hawthorne. <laughs> he doesn't get it, and I'm glad he didn't get it. I was going to say, it's, it's probably just as well. <laughs> it is just as well. Right. But on the other hand... He doesn't. He doesn't always have to know, and he recently had to get into some fights with some other guys, right? Because of that, and now he knows. Um, I, I said all that to say that when you see people like me, listen, take each person on a case by case, right? I'm 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 not a Hebrew Israelite saying that 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 Edomites are all going to hell, right? Which is actually unbiblical, and I tell them that yeah, it is, yep. It says it, it says that the Lord loves the Edomites. So you're actually unbiblical when you say that. Right. And as if white people were Edom, but that's another story. That's a whole other subject. We, we, um, we need to do a, a, a Hebrew Israelite episode, uh, definitely. Let me know when you want me to come back. Really, I, I'll, I'll gladly come back. Honestly, this has gone on so long, we may have to do a daily thing. <laughs> <laughs> Disseminate no, every, um, everything in society. with, with uh, I'm willing to come back and do one. Regarding them, okay, and regarding the racial thing altogether, I, I had a great time. Well, I had a great time too. I know you have to pick up your wife. Um, uh, uh, so, on behalf of uh, of uh, Taman Pearson and myself, Spike Cohen, uh, thank you everyone uh, for tuning in for this mega episode of uh, of My Fellow Americans, and uh, thank you again. And we will see you next week. <laughs>
an enemy or whatever. I mean, you know the guy. Imagine knowing all that started off that war was pride and lies. Be a man, hold it in your eyes. Take a look up in the sky and count the doves. I believe it's 23. Every breath is every step that I've been blessed to get to breathe. Rather let you rest in praises as opposed to rest in peace. At the least, that's just me being me. Convoluted as can be. In my future, I can view it so vivid and beautifully. The distances I will leap from the man that I used to be. But now, summer doesn't exist anymore. Best case scenario, I get to finish the tour. Then chill with the gust in August before I march and march again. Day quill in April. I know how cold this art can get. My head hurt and I must have a lot on my mind. When I got time on my hands, they put hands on my time. Close my eyes. 